Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode. The Thunderdale. On this Thursday Night Football, Thursday, December 22nd, 2022, this sports show starts now! So many things were just running through my head because we are at a time, December 22nd is wild to think about. I hadn't really thought about it until I was introducing the show right there. We are at December 22nd. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Week 16. Jeez. Wild. Week 16 starts tonight. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are much better than we could have ever imagined, and Doug Peterson's staple on that culture has come to fruition. Trevor Lawrence looks like a great quarterback all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I just got into the office a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And those that watched the Dan Patrick show saw me come running into the office because I was in here a little bit earlier, got a chance to chat with the boys, got excited about week, uh, week 16 kicking off, got excited about the holiday season being in full bloom, had a couple conversations about the storm that's supposed to come through. We hope everybody's safe. Then I had to go run to a hospital um, for my wife and I's first like official ultrasound. Okay. The, it was supposed to be this afternoon, but because of the storm, they thought ahead. We moved it to earlier, ran over there. I saw my uh, baby girl for the first time this morning. How about it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo! Woo! Saw her face. Yeah, it's awesome. I saw her face Mm -hmm. this morning. My wife, who has been an absolute badass through this entire thing, and anybody that knows our story understands that my wife has both, you know, mental and physical scars to get to this point, and she has been nothing but a tough lady through it all. And I can't, with the sicknesses and then obviously – everything else that has come alongside of it like so incredibly proud and then today we go into a room i walk into a hospital okay i walk into a hospital get this done have no idea what's about to happen to me when i go in there sure i don't don't think i fully comprehended what was going to take place we go in there we laid down she lays down this lady starts doing the whole ultrasound thing and then it was like 10 minutes in almost i think Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes 11 minutes in face just in a full up on a TV over here where it's getting projected, and then on a screen right here that's directly connected to the ultrasound. And I was like, oh, oh is that our, we don't wanna have to stop you here. And then I, I saw her mm-hmm. as a baby right there. I saw her as a little kid. I started projecting what she looks like as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I started thinking about her as an adult. Like I had a full mix of emotions all in a room. And then I walked out of the hospital and I don't know if I'm ever gonna, I just saw the face of yeah. what's gonna change my life forever for the first time. And I know that we have two babies in the building and I probably should have asked you guys for more information on these types of moments. Cause when I came in here and I said, I just saw her face. You guys were like, yeah, big mom, big yeah. mom. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I think I should have been asking you guys no, for more detail, like that. but mm-hmm. man, that was amazing. That was incredible. But then I come sprinting in here and uh, shout out to my wife. Hey, Sam, you're doing it. You go, Sam. You're doing it, Sam. So then I come flying in here, get to do Dan Patrick's show. Then we have like 12 minutes or so uh, right before we come live. And then Tone Diggs, one half of the Hammer Cowboys, he almost broke both of his legs mm-hmm. 20 seconds before this show started. Wild. Because he, he didn't have the proper hat on. That's right. He wanted a different hat that was in the Hammer Don studio, which is over there. So he gets up 20 seconds left on the countdown. A little late. Normally, people aren't moving at this particular nope. time. Uh-uh. We thought it was an aggressive decision, but the look in his eyes stated that he needed to get this done. That's mm-hmm. right. So he sprints across the stage here. 
Did you see Toxic Table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt? Ty, you and I were briefly talking about it as the intro thing was running right mm -hmm. there. He tried Tony Hawk, like, ju mm -hmm. he jumped yeah. higher oh, yeah. than I've seen yeah. Tony. Can he recreate it for us? No. We need not this in the Thunderdome. He jumps. <laughs> he jumped from the middle of the stage almost. Does, like, a heel click. Mm -hmm. He's wearing flip-flops. I am. Both of these flip-flops hit the ground, seemingly glue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his legs, both of them, hyperextend. I thought he was a dead man. Oh, yeah. He continued to jog over there, grabbed a cap, ran back. He said, sometimes you need to test him. I'm like, God yeah. damn. So the show, a little bit rocky to start because there's a lot yeah. of things happening, life events happening. And I think we're going to talk about some life events that have taken place for some people around the NFL, which is the Pro Bowl rosters mm -hmm. that were announced last night. And I got to take a trip down memory lane for the first time that I got voted in to the Pro Bowl. And there have been other years where I thought I should have been voted in. And I had a uh, an incentive for $250,000 if I made the Pro Bowl, which is yeah, that's big money. Oh, yeah. I was really happy about that incentive. And I definitely did think about that whenever I was told that I made the Pro Bowl. I'm like, okay, here we go. Another fucking today, quarter or? million. Yeah. This is awesome. Does it show up on the next check? Great question. Um, so you feel that. But all the emotions that come with being, I don't want to say vi vindicated by your peers and by coaches and by other people, but it is that feeling. It's a feeling of pride. It's a feeling of like, you think of everything you've done and all the people that have helped you along the way to get here, that you're being put into an upper echelon of the upper echelon, which is the NFL. And then pro bowlers are just like, you know, held up in higher regard forever. You'll be introduced as a pro bowler. It was, um, it was a goal of mine. It was a dream. That's why the 250000 incentive was put on there, mm -hmm. because that was a goal of mine. And then as you start chasing that, you start to realize, like, oh, a lot of this is out of your control. Like, yeah. you can have the best year possible. You can become the go-to guy for the offense on an NFC team mm -hmm. that people are talking about winning a Super Bowl, immediately upon being traded, you become their number one weapon on the offensive side of the ball have a resume, have a pedigree, have success in the past, have an incredible game on prime time every single week, basically, yep. and still not give up. That's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, That's right. Wild. Christian McCaffrey not getting voted in. It's crazy to me. Big name. Big year, mm -hmm. big trade, big impact. Normally, that's what comes alongside the Pro Bowl uh, voting because naturally, if humans are doing the voting and they don't know everything about the position or everything about the job, they're going to think about like, oh, what's the hype? There's a reason. Big names are a big name for a reason. You see that in a lot of positions that people don't know a lot of things about. Offensive line, it happens on a pretty regular basis where maybe a guy makes two or three more Pro Bowls than he actually should because he did have such a good start so everybody knows his name. It's a position group not a lot of people know a lot about. And then, boom, you're in there. Christian McCaffrey, running back, big name, popular, very popular football team. Yeah. Yeah. The 49ers faithful mm -hmm. is huge. Has right? the most all-purpose yards in the league this year, I think. And he's the fucking guy for them. Like, he is their guy. Primetime TV, he's getting the ball all the time. And you know who he is? And his dad was in the NFL. Doesn't get voted in. It's like, wow, that's bananas. There's a couple kickers and punters that probably think they got shafted because they have the stats and the um, – I'd say the situation to get in and guys didn't make it. It's like, it's a tough thing to get voted in. There's bullshit seemingly that has to take place with the Pro Bowl. The game has become such an exaggerated nothingness that people have mm. almost started thinking that the title of Pro Bowl is something that is tarnished. And I can only speak for my story, which is what I said on the internet last night, like, 
I was fucking pumped when I got voted into my first Pro Bowl. Hell yeah. I was very excited. I was very thankful. I had thought I should have made it in years past, so that vindication of making it afterwards felt even better. Then I went to the Pro Bowl, and I thought, well, this is a sham. This mm-hmm. is not what the Pro Bowl should be. The Pro Bowl should be a celebration of the greatest sport on earth, the greatest league on earth, with their greatest players on earth. Like it used to be, I feel like, and we used to see it on television uh, live from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I used to hear stories because I got drafted in – to that OG uh, Colts team, winning a decade in football. Peyton was there. Jeff Saturday's there. Right. Joseph Adai's there. Right. Reggie Wayne's there. Dallas right. Clark is there. Gary mm-hmm. Bright. Like that team won a lot. So they had a lot of Pro Bowlers. And I used to, you know, I was very lucky and fortunate that they kind of welcomed me in as a young punter into their community and into their family quickly. And I, I got to hear stories. People share stories about the fucking Pro Bowl and how it was the most amazing time of all time. Pat, you ever been to Hawaii? No, I've never been to Hawaii. That's a long, long flight. I never, that's real expensive. Uh, they're like, Pro Bowl in Hawaii is the best. Then they start telling stories. Whole resort just for NFL and families. Everybody hangs out by the pool. It's basically just an open bar. Everybody is cool with everybody. Autographs being signed, pictures being signed. There's nothing off limits. Like It is just a celebration of everybody, and that's where everybody makes the friends. That's where people talk ball. That's where people got better. That's where the events took place, where you learned about people that you could only be a fan of from afar. So it was like a big deal almost, and it was talked about as such. I make it. Love Phoenix. Want to move to Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona's awesome. Talk yeah. about Phoenix being yeah. awesome. Yes. But it was like the first year they decided not to do it in Hawaii. They're like, we're going to move it every single year. So it was in Phoenix, Arizona because the Super Bowl was there. It was going to be the week before the Super Bowl in the city that the Super Bowl was, was the decision that the NFL made. Didn't even have the full hotel. There was like two other conferences happening at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So everybody was scared to death to kind of meet in public places out there. You couldn't really walk room to room because literally you were getting accosted by the autograph hounds who are scumbags. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they faked getting into conference. You want to guess this? No. No. The autograph hounds who are strategically preying on people's hard work and their kindness and showing up at places so that they can profit and take advantage of people that are fans of people. It's a, it's a sham, that whole thing. That thing is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Not like in the world. There's other real problems. We heard about them. There's real problems happening out there. Yeah. I'm just saying in that world, those people mm-hmm. deserve no pity ever. Just so we know that. They think they're in conferences. Luke Keekley can't even get from like the mandatory meeting that we have to go to the night to his room without like four people with Luke Keekley jerseys. Hey, hey, hey. You think Luke Keekley's going to want to hang out? You think Luke Keekley's going to want to no, go hang out at the lobby bar and have a good time? You think if there's other people at the conferences uh, that are at that bar as well, you think anybody wants to say anything about anything anywhere ever? Nope. No. And then the practice was like an hour and a half into the desert. And it was cool. We got to see the military folks and shake hands. And that's obviously an incredible moment. But you're on a tiny bus. And then on the way back, there was a crash. It was like two hours back. So three and a half hours on a tiny bus. Got to know JJ, uh, Chris Carter, Martellus Bennett uh, was in there. Marty. I think those are the guys you don't like. Connor Barwin was in there. Fucking epic conversation. Mm-hmm. But that was like the only time we got to do it. And it was only with four or five people. And I was very thankful that I happened to be around some of the most entertaining four to five people that you could possibly be. Chris Carter on that. Marty B. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marty B. 
amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, I absolutely amazing. Drew Brees was in there a little bit, but that was basically the only social thing. And that was like the best time, even though it was sick. So I think there came a point where the Pro Bowl, in the eyes of the NFL, and I would say it's the NFL's fault. Yeah, how about it? NFL's fault. Where it used to be held in high regards. And when it was held in high regards, you know, it was treated as such. And that's whenever we had the quarterback challenges oh, yeah. uh-huh. and we had people running 40s mm-hmm. and offensive linemen weren't scared to lift. They were at a resort in Hawaii having an incredible time meeting other heroes of theirs. So I think they're much more willing to do a lot more as opposed to when it became just a money-making grab basically for a city to get two weekends of the NFL as opposed to what it was in Hawaii. So I think if we go forward and we start treating it as if it's special again, which I think can happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that can happen. I honestly believe it's an easy fix. Yeah. Now, that easy fix is also in conversation with the grass fields right. uh-huh. and with the officiating. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Both pretty easy fixes. Boom. What do you need? Oh, you got a lot of it. Mm, $12.7 billion every yeah. single year just from your media rights. What? Bingo. You have a lot of it. That's Spend just a little me, bit just more. Media. You have a lot of money. The NFL. Here's an easy fix. You want to make that Pro Bowl awesome again? You want people not because the NFL should want Pro Bowlers to be held in like a at a standard, right? Like these are our best players. These are our superstars. These are our all stars, and they make money off the Pro Bowl game. A lot of it. That's mm-hmm. a part of those media rights deals yeah. that are generating billions and billions. Actually, it's just one billion. A, no, a little over a billion a month. <laughs> yeah. Every single year, the media sure. rights deals are, are that's paying for the NFL. The games are going to happen. Already been paid for. They're being paid for with ticketing and concessions mm-hmm. and merch and parking and real estate and advert sponsors getting in there. That's that's just the media rights deal. Let alone whenever the sports gambling continues to grow, that that, the, that can be renegotiated. Who knows wild. if that's in a year or two years? It's only going to get more. I just think you can invest in things, and when you do, they get better. And I think that is something that businesses should think about doing, more specifically the NFL should mm-hmm. think about doing in this time of gross profit. This is the most they've ever profited in their entire life. Yeah. This is a time where I think you can invest in some things and bring them back to a standard that I think the NFL would want, mm-hmm. and the Pro Bowl is certainly one of them. So uh, there was a lot of last night about – like, the only thing that ever is conversated about is the guys that don't make it, the Pro Bowl system being flawed. Of course. And the Pro Bowl is a joke anyways. Who cares? And, like, the joke about, well, you won't be able to play in Pro Bowl, you play in a Super Bowl, has been made forever. But the whole, like, Pro Bowl is a sham thing is not a good look for the NFL. Nope. And it's not, it's not how the NFL players view it, I think. Like, NFL players, your first time getting voted in. It's a real, like Huge it actually moment. means something. Now, guys that make it 10, 12, 15 times, they, pro- they go into a different stratosphere. I assume it's not like the same feeling every time, but it's an incredible moment to get acknowledged at the highest level. I felt it. I, a lot of guys felt it last night. The Washington Commanders put out a video where a guy named Jeremy Reeves, who we have a tweet, Tone Diggs found this. Connor, have you heard about this guy? Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this? Jeremy Reeves guy makes Legend. special teams. He's a special teamer. Um, for the Washington Commanders, makes the Pro Bowl one teamer per side, AFC, NFC. So only one person out of a pool of probably a lot of people playing special teams in the NFL. So so here is – can you go back to the – Yeah, yeah, the the, starts at the bottom. Bottom. Here we go. This is his NFL journey, okay? 
May 11th, 2018, signed as an undrafted free agent to Philadelphia. September 1st, 2018, waived by Philadelphia. September 12th, 2018, signed to the practice squad of Washington. September 18th, 2018, released from the practice squad. October 22nd, signed back to the practice squad. Uh, December 19th, 2018, signed to the active roster from the practice squad. Then a year later, August 31st, 2019, waived from the Washington football team. Then uh, September 1st, 2019, signed to the practice squad. October 12th, signed to the active roster. We are back getting game checks. Mm -hmm. Then he gets waived September 5th, 2020. Then he signed to the practice squad in the middle of COVID. Then he signed to the active roster from the practice squad. Then he gets waived. Then he signed to the practice squad. Then he signed to the active roster from the practice squad. Then he's returned to the practice squad. Then he signed to the active roster from the practice squad. Then he returns to the practice squad. This is all happening within a year and a half. Yeah. Up, down, up, down. Off team, on team, mm -hmm. off team, on team. Big checks on the team. Big, big checks on the team. Then he's um, signed to the active roster from the practice squad. Then he returned to practice squad. Then he signed to the active uh, roster from the practice squad. It's just been an up and down for this guy, literally his entire um, career. And now he's a pro bowler. And when the Washington Commanders decided to record the moment of him finding out and listening to Tress Way, who also made congrats to Tress, punter for the NFC. Whenever mm -hmm. Tress Way found out that he made the team. Because the punter, the kicker, the special teams coach, you're with the bottom half of the roster a lot, a lot, a lot. So when guys like Chris Blair are getting quoted in articles and taken more legitimately than, you know, four-time NFL MVP, I have a lot of respect for that because I know a lot of the bottom half of the roster, late draft picks, undrafted free agents. You work with them literally every single day. So Tressway seeing his entire journey, because Tressway has been there this entire time, Tressway seeing him up, down, up, down, up, down, off the team, up on the team, off the team, on the team. There's a lot of question marks that Reeves has been through. Yeah. And then this season he becomes a dude for the special teams, and then he gets acknowledged by his peers and everything. The payoff for Reeves and the happiness that Tressway displayed I think is a beautiful depiction of what I was just talking about. We have to make the Pro Bowl become something that is worthy. We have to make the Pro Bowl something that people respect because the players that get voted in the first time especially and everybody has a story this is just jeremy reeves story of being cut whatever fucking 17 times or whatever yeah, that dude. is hey bring your bring in your ipad happened to him so many times mm -hmm. and then he thought his journey was over and then he's back then he's out then he's back it's just when you make it to the pro bowl your first time it's a real feeling and we have to treat it that way and if we don't treat it that way People won't give a fuck, and it'll become something that just doesn't matter. It should always matter because it does matter, and we have to remember that outside looking in. Uh, talks to the table at Boston. Connor at Ty Schmidt. Connor, your thoughts? I mean, it, it's awesome not only just to see the Reeves and the interaction with Ron Rivera because it seemed as though, like, something happened with his mother because Rivera said, you know, she would be proud, but more so, like, how much it meant to Tressway. Not that he got the Pro Bowl, but that Reeves got the Pro Bowl. Like, when Rivera told him, he started crying. I mean, and he wanted to be there when he was, you know, t telling uh, Reeves that he made it. So it it's crazy just how much it means to these guys. And like you said, there's so many stories of guys going up and down, but for it to go all the way to the Pro Bowl, like this guy's now, what, a stalwart of this team and probably... Well, and if he gets, if he gets dropped down to the practice squad, 
Somebody's going to yeah. pick him yeah. up. Yeah. Right he's, not, he's not going okay. practice squad, Anywhere. backup, practice squad, backup. Because if you're on the practice squad, you have to get waived. So you have to go through the waiver wire. And then if you do, then a team can offer you a practice squad spot, either the one that just cut you or somebody else. If you get plucked off the practice squad, four weeks you have to be active mm -hmm. for wherever you get plucked to, whether it's the team that you are on the practice squad of or somebody else. So everybody in the league knows who's on everybody's practice squad. So now that he's a pro bowler, special teamer, yeah. that means that the coaches and the players had to see him. Mm -hmm. And if the coaches see him and it's a special teamer guy, that means the GM's going to hear about him. He is going to have a job for probably the next three, four, five years just mm -hmm. because of this happening because yeah. he'll just get an opportunity, opportunity, mm -hmm. opportunity if he stays healthy. So what a come up. For Unreal. Jeremy Reeves. But for the Pro Bowl, we, we got to hold that up in yep. that regard. We can't have autograph hounds running through the lobby. We got to have that thing be special. And if we make it special, I think then the contests, and I think it's flag football this mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. there'll be a little bit more effort because guys will be like, oh, we appreciate this. Mm -hmm. And also, let's not be scared to put some money up. Yeah. You know, match it to charity, mm -hmm. match it to charity. But if you put money up, actual money up, then the whole like business, because I think guys say business, because not only is it business, if I get hurt there, but I'm not going to deal with all the bullshit either. No. Like it's uh, just business decisions. So if you make it a little bit more special, okay, because it should be, by the way, these motherfuckers are making you all your money. You know that 12.7 billion year every single year? That's because people want to watch the, the motherfuckers that are in this game are the people that are moving it. And I know you guys tried. To make it not be an individual sport whenever you wanted everybody to dress the exact same uh -huh. and we want no dances. We just want to be able to pluck and place these players. Everybody be the exact same. Game was nowhere near as popular as it is now no. because characters develop every single story, especially in the NFL. So I just think you make it special. Guys will want to come. Put a little money. Match it to charity. Yeah. Okay, let's make the world a better mm -hmm. place. And let's make it something that's special. I think that has to happen and can happen pretty easily. It seems like going back to Hawaii is kind of the easiest easiest way to do that because yeah. like yeah Ve like vegas or whatever uh when you were in arizona like for some of the young guys i suppose but some of these older guys who are going to the pro bowl when you have a family it's like you've done vegas you've done that a hundred times and that's also vegas if you're trying to eliminate the autograph hounds and stuff like like that's all you're dealing with in vegas it's a bunch of drunk people who are there on their own vacation it's like oh shit the nfl's in town like the nfl's probably not they, i don't know if they're gonna be able to block every out, like, team's fans exactly are traveling to vegas you know why because it's pro bowl right why are they traveling to vegas oh because all your stars are there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all your stars are there that means that's all your money is there. Like mm -hmm. these are the these are the things where I'm like, why don't we just zoom out a little bit and be just like, a little. hey, probably better for business if we have a better product. How do we have better products? Oh, better players, better. Like I just that's what the grass fields. Same thing. Zoom out a little bit. Every single player that is worth a fuck who has the, um, I guess pedigree would be the right way to mm -hmm. the ability to speak out against it without being scared of getting cut or getting yeah. run out. Like everybody that has ever made it in the NFL basically has been like, uh, grass fields would be much better for everybody, especially yeah. because the technology exists. It's like, okay, so if the people who are making you all your money are basically saying like, hey, this would make us probably healthier, play longer, Guys probably play longer mm -hmm. because their joints won't get beat down as much every single practice, and that's where everybody talks about it almost. In the games, obviously, we see the twists and the breaks and the no give and everything like that. But practice, too, every single day, that thing happening. People are choosing to go out into the freezing cold with grass than into an indoor uh, because the turf is there and they don't want to just beat up their knees and their ankles. So these are the things where I think like you should invest a little bit in what makes you money.
if you're a business person. Yeah. So even if they're saying it's a bottom line decision, it's a business decision, it's like, well, I think that's bad business. I think yeah. you make better business if you invest in these things. Well, and they've been talking about how big of an issue the Pro Bowl is for years now. It's like they understand that, like, hey, we're, we're on the precipice of, like, almost getting rid of this thing because no one wants to watch it. None of the guys really want to do it. So it's like if, if that is the alternative. It's like, hey, you invest in this a little bit and make it a product. Because I assume, like you said, like word probably travels pretty fast among players. It's like, hey, if you go to the Pro Bowl, like it – I go to the meeting and then I have to go back up to my hotel room. Like you don't enjoy the weekend. It's it's worse than you know. I mean, it's it's not even like a, a game during the regular season where you know that's like it's your job. You're not going out and fucking partying or doing whatever. But it's like this is a, a situation where I'm supposed to be able to kind of let my hair down, so to speak, and relax with a bunch of these guys. I don't really get the high profile. Do- exactly. That's what you got to think about that. In I know this sounds like uh, oh you spoiled athletes or whatever. Sorry about it. It's like I'm just providing details on why from inside looking out why i think it's probably not working you think jj watt right who's what one of the most popular people on earth yeah, for oh sure. yeah i mean he's obviously not up there with Dwayne. no the rock johnson who's no. the number well, one gen z yeah that's right i don't know if you saw that shot saw that. gen x says thank you to gen z mm-hmm. and that was okay. uh thank you rock the rock but you think jj yes. watt is and he does because jay and luke keekley will never say anything about it no ever Mm-mm. and he went to the pro bowl i think every single time i was just like yeah this is how it is he'll never say anything never complain because of who he is and that's why he's such a good player jj same exact thing like jj's like i'm from wisconsin like this is the pro bowl like I don't, you know, as opposed to like coming out and saying like, can we not? This is bullshit. You know what yeah, I mean? Can we not, everywhere can we, I go. Can we not make? Because I'm not. I, at that point, nobody had a clue who the fuck I was. I was completely. Me and AQ, we were good over mm-hmm. there in Arizona. A couple autograph hounds got me and everything like that. That certainly took place. But I was just watching for everybody else, and I'm like, this seems like some bullshit. And it. And then you see the game. It's like nobody's trying. It's like. Yeah, they okay. don't want to be why, here. Okay. <laughs> so these guys want to get hurt potentially while doing something that is not – it's work. Like yeah. guys felt like the Pro Bowl was work as opposed to like a celebration. And I feel like back in the day it was like let's celebrate the season that was. Oh, yeah. And it had that type of vibe and feel. So hopefully they'll be able to do that so that the Pro Bowl title means something going for 10, 20, 15, year, mm-hmm. or 30 years from now. Because mm-hmm. there's a chance it doesn't. Because all anybody said, oh, the voting's fucked and the Pro Bowl's a sham. It's like – Man, that's tough because that's a pretty cool feeling whenever you get voted in, especially your first time. Join us now. Head coach of the Indianapolis Colts back in the day. Defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens back in the day. Cleveland Browns. He was a special teams coordinator and DB coach for the U back Ooh. when the U was yeah. the U. And if you don't want us to score or dance, don't let us score. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Swag God, Italian-American. Host the Coach P's Keys, which will not be taking place this week because the storm that's coming through. Of course. Chuck would have been stuck here for maybe three weeks. Who knows? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Pagan. Yeah! yeah! How are you, boss? What's up, guys? I miss you, man. I'm sick that I can't be there. We just, are. Just sick about it. We are bummed. And, uh, we are bummed. It's cold, it's cold here. Is it? We got some snow on the ground. It'll be good for Christmas, but heard you talking about going to the doctor with Sam. How cool is that? Congratulations. Man. Seeing that little girl, that Coach. image. Coach, and I know obviously you have uh, a beautiful family that's grown. And whenever you went through your leukemia, the first year coaching in 212, um, 
You talked about how you wanted to dance at your daughter's weddings. You said, I got two, I got two weddings to dance at, and I got a Lombardi to hoist or whatever. And that was literally your first thing that you spoke about whenever you were quoted about battling against this leukemia. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, this is a good dude, obviously. And then whenever I found out that I had a baby girl, that moment I thought about, AJ has texted me because he has baby girls. Ty and Diggs now are baby girl dads. Like, I've gotten so much outpouring love about being a baby girl dad, and I can't wait for it, Chuck. And I appreciate you being a great, you know, like, I don't say mentor, but somebody to look up to as a father. Hey, it's a game changer, and you're gonna be you're gonna be incredible as a as a girl dad. There there is nothing like it. I mean, after because Tara, and then Taylor came, and then the last one, I just knew it was gonna be a boy, right? So Tori's born halfway out, got delts, pecs. I mean, halfway, and I'm thinking this is it, man. We got us we got us a boy. I got a son, you know. Carry on the name, all that stuff, right? Pull it the rest of the way out. Okay. Like, <laughs> got us another little girl. She's beautiful. She's healthy. Ten fingers, ten toes. Thank you, Lord. All that stuff, right? Then the placenta, when you see that, then the placenta comes flying out, right? Like, health class. like, what the hell is that? And then I probably asked too soon. I looked at Tina, just been through, because she did she did all natural birth. And and my girls, 9, 12, 9, 6, big babies, oh, right? Yeah. We're talking big babies. Hey, these women she are did bad. It natural. Uh -huh. So God, but she is a tough son bitch now. And so right then I go, well, congrats, you know, thinking about a name, but you know we got to go again. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you think I'm doing this again? You're crazy. Two weeks later, Pat. I was on a table getting snipped. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be amazing, man. You're gonna love it. It's a game changer. Nothing like it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard all the, all the stories about. You know, it's good to have a, a son because of the lineage and the name. And then, and a lot of people have told me like, I wanted a boy. I wanted a boy. Then I had a girl, and then as the girl grows older, and then you learn from your dumb male brain about what an actual human with empathy mm -hmm. and, you know, emotions and caring. Like, everybody's told me basically baby girl is just going to change you completely forever in a good way, and she's going to love you forever because you're her dad. So I'm pumped, and I know you were a fucking great dad, and I'm happy to hear Tina said uh, the answer is no. And also... Go get your balls chopped up. <laughs> right You're never putting me through that ever again. It's a fantastic thing. Shout out to Tina. Shout out to you, Chuck. Let's talk about this game tonight a little bit, shall we? Um, Jaguars. Doug Peterson seems to have it, you know, rolling down there with the Jags. They play, I think, like a, a passionate style of football. I'm seeing Trevor Lawrence do a lot of flexing, yelling, celebrating with his teammates. He was never like that, I don't think, at Clemson, and I didn't follow college football as closely then, but I don't think he was like that at Clemson. He was, like, super professional all the time. Like, hey, this is the next Andrew Luck. This is the next John Elway. This guy is going to be a guy for sure, and I feel like he lost all of his emotions because they almost made him a robot into what he could be in the future. This year, he's celebrating. Doug Peterson has him buying in. They're going to be able to win a game that is probably going to be predicated from the ground game as well with the concepts that they have. I feel like Doug Peterson has done an incredible job. He won't be a part of the coach of the year conversation because they, they won't end up with double-digit wins or whatever. But if you think about what where the Jags were to where they are now, what do you think happened? What do you think took place? And what do you have to say about Doug Peterson and that entire program? 
Yeah, phenomenal job, uh, to your point, what he's done walking in there. We knew what a train wreck it was, you know, a year ago. Uh, you can basically cancel that year out for, for Trevor Lawrence. Um, he certainly uh, is what we all thought he was going to be. He's showing that on tape, and he just changed the culture down there. And you watch those guys and, the, and uh, again, how they play. There's not a, not a you know, bunch of big names like on that defense, but from an offensive perspective, that kid's playing as good as anybody right now. They've won, you know, three of their last four games. Huge comeback win again, you know, down 27-7 and, and come back and, oh, yeah. and beat the Cowboys with a walk-off pick six in that game. And just to see the locker room and to see how those players are, the, the whole culture has changed. The whole mindset has changed. Duval is going crazy. You know, you mentioned the run game. Etienne is a beast. I mean, he can, he can roll. You know, Mike McCoy, you remember Damn Mike score. McCoy, the former head coach, you know, uh, the Chargers and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's the quarterback coach, you know, down there uh, for Trevor, and he's done a phenomenal job with them. And they got playmakers. Zay Jones, what do you have, three touchdowns, mm -hmm. you know, last week against the Cowboys, Marvin Jones. Uh, I mean, they, they've got a bunch of dudes, Kirk you know, Johnson. on that football team, and, and he can sling it. He can make all the throws. Uh, they take care of the football. You know, he's had some issues, you know, uh, with with fumbles and things like that, but they don't they protect him. Um, Cam, you know the the Cam Robinson's out the left tackle, so that that'll play uh, that'll be significant tonight. You know against that unbelievable defense of the Jets, but Walker Little, number seventy two, keep an eye on him coming in at left tackle. He's been their swing tackle. He came in you know late in that Dallas game and, and did a nice job. So. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Christian Kirk there. I mean, they've got they've got players, you know, on that offense. And, uh, again, kudos to Doug Peterson. If you look at this thing, man, this thing, they've already beat Tennessee, right, at Tennessee? Yes. You know, so as far as tiebreakers go, they pull this one off tonight. They get this one, and then I think they go go to Houston, right? Yeah. And and they'll find a way to get that dub. And then, and then they, they got go home. Gets they Titans. go home. No, hey. This is a brand new, new jazz. jazz. Okay, it ain't the same. It ain't clown town anymore down there. Duval will be going crazy. And can you imagine if it comes down to you know the the you know division title in Jacksonville? Hell yeah! Oh my God! And they win that thing. Now you've got to throw Doug Peterson in the yeah. in the conversation, right? Agreed. Coach of the year. I, I said earlier, I guess that maybe they won't. He wouldn't be able to be in the conversation of coach of the year because. He wouldn't be able to catch up to the people that are going to be in the Coach of the Year conversation, to Sirianni. I assume Shanahan will probably be in there. Okay. Kevin O'Connell will probably be in mm -hmm. there. You know, Andy Reid, he's okay. been around. McDaniel. You know what I mean? They kind of yeah, – McDaniel Doug's down there. Four, Doug is fourth yeah. right now behind Sirianni, D.C., and Shanahan. McDermott's not even up there. Could you imagine they win the AFC South <clears> after <throat> everything that's happened down there? And, and you just point – you talked about yeah. Christian Kirk. We showed a highlight of him there. He offset the entire wide receiver market. Remember, people are shitting on Christian oh, Kirk yeah. about how much money he got. They're like, the Jags had to pay an extra $4 million a year just to get him to play in Jacksonville. So that's not the actual wide receiver salary price tag. And then Devontae Adams was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Tyree Hill was like, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And Christian Kirk, I feel like he was not getting a lot of flowers at all. No. Him and Trevor have developed quite a nice little relationship. Third down, he's getting a rock. He's extending downs and drives for them. I like the way he's playing with Trevor. He's guys. got almost a thousand, he's got 966 yards and seven touchdowns. Pretty good. He's, that's a hell yeah. of a season. Oh, yeah. And everybody was 
I'm actually shitting on you. Hey, you think there's you think there's any Colts fans out there? Wish we would have maybe paid a couple bucks for number thirteen there for Jacksonville. Well, who's gonna throw a bunch ball? of teams out there would love to have him? You know, it's it, he's proven to be you know worth every every penny. You know that throw and catch right there is is un- unbelievable. Again, you guys were talking about the Pro Bowl. It's a popularity vote. We know that. We know guys get grandfathered in you know, year after year after year just because of who they are and what they've done and, and the years of service in the league and, and all that stuff. And, 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 yeah, there's a bunch of, you know, great head coaches and first-timers this year that are on that Coach of the Year, you know, list. And, you know, Sirianni wins it. All of us will be, you know, cheering and clapping and, and throwing Hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, done, hey, 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 hold on. Games did- hold on. Sirianni, because he said he got up on the, on the bench – and said, that's for fucking Frank. Is that why all the coaches are pumped for Sirianni? Or is you talking about all of us as a show for Sirianni? No, I love that. When he when he did that after the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. I met, hey, you know, when I was there for that game, Pat, you know, we still have this, uh, Jim Lyons, our guy, our donut guy from Jack's Donuts. Baby. Offered up his, <laughs> offered up his sweet. Coach. I'm sorry, no donuts today. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. was bummed holiday, yeah. too. Yeah. So bummed. I dropped the ball on that one as well, so you guys can find me for that mishap. Deal. But, See if I feel. You know, I went by the, uh, I went by the hotel <laughs> night before, Saturday night, and a good friend of mine, Joe Pananzio, special teams, assistant special teams coach, another unbelievable paisan grew up like with. It. Um, is with the is with the Eagles, so I went by to say hi to, to him and and uh, and some other uh, people in that organization. Leanne uh, Hartley's unbelievable. She's assistant. She's a he's she's chief of, chief of staff for the Eagles. She's unbelievable. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie's right hand person. Um, but anyway, I got a chance. Nick came down after the meetings. You know how the team meetings end and all that. Yeah. Came down and, and said hello. That guy you've had him on the show. Love him. He's as real. And as authentic and as good a dude that that I've been around, you know, he's just a genuine, humble, good person. And I can see, I mean, they've got a hell of a roster, Howie, that roster they built. I mean, top to bottom, both sides of the ball, depth, I mean, the whole nine yards. And wait till you see what Gardner comes in. <laughs> Minshew, uh-huh. Yeah, I know, right? Time. He can move a little no, bit. No, this dude's going to ball out, but he's, he's, a great, he's a great guy. And, when he jumped on the bench and they pulled that game out late against the Colts and, and he said that's for Frank. I mean that's loyalty. Yes. That's I mean that's all you that's all you want in this damn thing is is to know that this some bitch got my back, you know, and, and kudos to him. You said so you were gonna say something about a popularity vote. If Sirianni wins it, everybody will be happy, and then I stopped you because I, I heard a little bit of the coach uh. fraternity there. <laughs> I heard I heard the coach fraternity come uh, kind of come out of your mouth like Oh, just yeah. hire, hire a player, huh? It's just so easy, <laughs> huh? That's what it is, huh? Is that the case? I love that. Uh, the fact that they got a Panunzio. Mm-hmm. Come on. Sirianni staff has a Panunzio over there in Philadelphia. Not bad. The Italians have done well in the football mm-hmm. world. But you're going to go on, I think, to say something about maybe another coach, Doug Peterson or somebody coach, else winning the coach of the year. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell, you've had on. You know, he's done a phenomenal job. But how many games did Jacksonville win, you know, last year and the year before that? And where have they been, and what he's done to turn that ra- turn that around in such a short period of time? And you can say what you want to say about AFC South, the NFC South, whatever. Somebody's got to win it, and he's got that team playing at a high, high level. So, um, I mean, he should be in the conversation, no doubt. I mean, looking looking at what they where they were, and what they've overcome, and him coming in there in a short period of time, 
and they've got they've got good players. They've got a good roster, but he's changed the whole culture. He's changed the whole mindset. They're only going to get better too, and their owner will spend money. Oh, we yeah. saw him fucking put two pools in the stadium, right? Yeah. Try to bring a little bit more, a little energy and juice to that stadium. This guy will spend money. He was going to build an entire city. Remember Urban yeah. Meyer? Uh-huh. He's going to have. Hey, yeah. We need to build an entire city. Urban Town. Uh, I need this over here. I need this over here. Urban Town in the middle of Duval. And Khan's like, all right. And if Doug Peterson is helping make decisions and uh, the GM called, is he Balky still? Balky still there, Trent. The, I mean, the Kirk signing looks good. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence was allegedly a layup, but you draft him. ETN, if he gets going, which yep. yeah. hasn't had a touchdown in a while, tonight feels like for him to get in for our super boost as well. Mm-hmm. Another plus 500 available on Fandor. We're going back to that. I love ETN. Me too. Pat, remember all the talk, you know, about. You know, is this Balky's fault? This, that, and the other. And he was the clown. The work. He yeah. was the clown no. that they were clown taunting. But for Doug to go in there, you know, and, and mesh with Trent mm. and make that, because we we all know how difficult mm. that can be. You know, when you put, you know, ahead. Because n- nowadays, what they're doing is all the agents basically are saying, okay, we're pairing this up and comer, you know, with this GM, this up, and they know each other. They've got you know, history together, and they're going to make that thing work from a, you know, communication standpoint. We know how hard, you know, really? that can be and all those kind of things. But to go down there and make that thing work with Trent and, and build a relationship, you know, those three pillars that Mr. Ursay always talks about, the, you know, the owner, the head coach, and the GM, those guys got to be in lockstep and got to be on the same page. And it certainly looks like Doug has made that thing work. Hey, brand new information to my ears. I don't know how known it is. And it only makes sense that the agents are pairing coaches and GMs together because there's clean, like the Colts are probably about to have one. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Colts are probably about to have one. It makes sense that taking it out of owner, the team's hands, like, hey, we think this guy and this lady, this guy will be able to get along uh, and do the job. So if you like one of them, you have to like both of them, basically. Is that kind of what's happening? And how long has that been taking place? Just ever since, like, the whole discovery that GMs and head coaches getting along is a big deal? Is that when this – has this kind of been a, as of late, Chuck? I think you're seeing uh, more and more of it, especially in these last couple cycles, uh, these head coach and, and GM cycles that have come through. And I think you're only going to see, you know, uh, that continue to be something because, you know, again, that's, that's the most important thing. And just find – Come in get with a two vision. guys, get, get a couple dudes God, that are really, really good at football and know football and got big brains and are smart and have no ego. That's, that's easy to do. <laughs> that's really easy to do. Just, just no ego in it because most of the time it gets fucked up because, you know, everybody wants to be the reason yeah. that we win. The reason we won a Super Bowl. The reason we won a division. Players, coach, everybody. But take that out of it, right? Big team, little me, just serve each other. Just be a reason. Just just be a reason. So find a couple guys that are really good at football that, that have energy and culture and juice and, and all that kind of stuff that can reignite your organization and, and throw the egos out. Check them at the door. And there's going to be conversations, Pat, that are going to be difficult and tough. You know, personnel conversations, offensive room, defensive room. But then at the end of the day, as long as everybody's got a you know respect and trust for each other and everybody knows each other has their back, then you make a decision and you move forward. You shake your hand, you walk out of those rooms and said, This is how we're gonna do it. We just got some Coach P's keys there. That's, That's right. Yeah, we did. Hey, team on me, team on three. Chuck, come on. You putting your hand in or what, dude? 
Come on, Chuck. Come on. Team on me, team on three. One, two, three. Team. That was awesome. It's not as easy to do that, though, man. What you just laid out, I think, is the dream. I don't know if it's as easy to do that with humans being humans. It is fascinating, though, that the interview process was always GM gets interviewed, head coach gets interviewed separate, and then once it's like, let's see if these two will like each other, you both have the job if you like each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for the next... Next three hours. Yeah. Let's oh. see if you guys like yeah, each other. Right. That's okay. Long. That's an interesting. Oh, yeah, you got it. Now it's like GM and head coach come in together. GM lays out team visions. Mm -hmm. Head coach says, in with that, we'll be able to do this. It's almost like you're hiring both. Yeah. yeah Partners. As opposed to separately. That might be much a, a much smarter way mm -hmm. to go about doing it as a whole anyways, because then you have job descriptions immediately, right? Because then there's an understanding before the meeting even starts, it's like, hey, I will do, I will handle contracts, cap, negotiation, right. and then play, like, okay, well, I would need, I need the bottom 10 spots then. Coaches, like, we're pulling for bottom 10 spots of the roster. We get to pick that, and also we get to go strategy. And then, well, I would like to hear strategy, though, before game, because I would like to input. I have 51% of the vote, though. You do not. It's like, oh, that shit kind of gets handled going into the interview. Right as opposed to figuring out, am I anywhere near on point there as somebody that's been through the process a couple of times? Did that work or no? No. So the problem is, is like when I went and interviewed for the Colts job, you know, after that 2011 season and 2012, a lot of young guys like myself, first timers, and these guys that are getting hired, you don't really know, you know, cause first of all, it happens really fast, right? We lost to New England, phone rings, yeah. you're on a plane, you're sitting in front of the owner and a GM, you know, and it's like, you don't even know what questions to ask. You know, if I were to go in now and have another opportunity, oh. all the things to your point, Pat, all the <laughs> things that you just talked about, those are all the questions that need to be asked as you're sitting at the table. You spend time just getting to know each other, right? Giving them an idea who you are, what's inside you, what makes you tick, okay? What what's in your DNA? What's in your character? Character? What's this? What's your identity going to be for this football team? You know, we're going to be tough. We're going to be disciplined. Hell yeah! Yada yada yada. Right? What's the culture going to look like? What's that going to smell like? What's that going to taste like? But then it's like, okay, who's handling? Who's got final say on the fifty-three? Yeah. Okay. Who's got final say on game day? inactive yeah all right so all those kind of things you know and guys that can, like belichick doing it all i mean kudos to him because <laughs> it's so hard yeah just handling the locker room pat and the coaching side of it offense defense special teams all the things that you have to do as a head coach and then do do all that no thank you negotiate it's, you gotta negotiate with everybody that's in there Immediately, it's a banana situation, and that's so, why. So, go ahead. So much, so much there, Pat. Guys. But, I mean, but it's just like. But Chuck, hold on, Chuck. He has a he has a vision that he can just say, "This is what I want. This is what I want to do next year." So this is what I need. I need a guy that's like this. Mm -hmm. I need a guy that's like this. And I need a guy like that's like this. So I'm not going to the combine because I don't need to look at, however, 180 guys. Bingo. I need to find these three dudes. And this is the exact style that I need. And that's the weapon. That's the only pro, I think, out of Belichick doing both, right? That's the only pro is, like, I'm the one deciding the vision. 
and I'm the one deciding the execution. So if you have a picture that you want to paint or a team that you want, you can just go get exactly who you want. And fuck every, literally fuck everybody. Like this is how so, we're so, this is how we're doing it. So Pat, so like when they pair these two guys together and you ask those questions, okay, who's got final say on the 53? Who's got final say on game day? And who's active? Who's not active? What are the inactives? But to me, it's like, okay, when these two come in together and we talk through all these things, again, it's a collaborative effort. You hear that word a lot, collaborative, right? So you have to trust and say, okay, yeah, I have final say, but it's going to be us. You know, it's, it's not me, it's we. Yeah. So it's going to be a collaborative effort on who makes the 53, who gets on the practice squad, yeah. who's up on game day, all those decisions. And then you just got to hope and pray, okay, when these things are being said on the front end, yeah, it's real. when you're zero and zero, <laughs> you've got your honeymoon, you know, you haven't lost a game yet. Everybody thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, all those discussions back then, okay, is that going to hold true when shit hits the fan? You know, and things start to get tough. You lose a game here or there. Okay, are we going to stick to the guns? Are we going to stick to the plan, the organizational flow chart? Who, who's in charge of what? Who's got what role? Who makes what decisions? Again, it should be, it should be you know, we, not me. And the organizations that do that, you know, That's those are the ones that are going to, they're going to have success. And they're going to stick to that plan, you know, no matter what. And just to kind of wrap this whole thing up, that's why what Peterson and Balky have been able to do in Jacksonville have been so impressive because they didn't come in together. One has been a mainstay. Not great. Yeah. Not great results. The other is just coming off a Super Bowl, basically, right? Took a couple of years off. Mm -hmm. So for them to meld and to put their egos aside and say, yeah, we'll take all the good ideas, so let's go ahead and run with it, is a beautiful thing. And, Chuck, what you're describing, obviously a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Chuck's scared. That's, everywhere. that's the entire NFL. That's what happens. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to find a new GM and a new coach. So whenever you get put into a situation where you have to clean sweep, you might not like what's on the other side. You have no clue what's going to happen. I, I enjoy them interviewing together. I think that's a smart play. Yeah. Connor, your question <clears throat> for Coach Pagano. Yeah, Chuck, obviously Zach Wilson played last week. He played pretty well, even though they didn't get the win, and now he's playing tonight against the Jags. Do you think there's anything he can do to become the long-term starter here? And also, is buying uh, you know, mopeds or motorcycles for the offensive line a great move because Zach Wilson knows Mike White can't do that on the contract he's on? Smart. Yeah. Chess. Really? Is, I didn't see that, Connor. Did he really do yeah. that? Well, we don't know. It was certainly a gift of fat scooters yeah. that are amazing. And Zach got him for his offensive line. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. I, I don't know. Mopeds out there in New York, I don't know. You know, maybe, you know, some watches, some rollies or something like that might get you. <laughs> oh, well. Get you beloved in that. Bottom line is it don't matter what he gives cash-wise, what gift-wise. You know he's got to play and he's got to produce. Oh, okay, those are those are real. Is that so? Is those are the ones that are like uh, the fat got, ones? Can I, carry a golf bag and all that stuff. Oh, I don't know if it's a golf uh, caddy. I was on one of those. Have you seen those? Those I've seen those out. You know, on a course we play up in McCall, Idaho, Whitetail. Put a golf bag on that. Got a place for a cooler. It's got a sound system on it. Freaking unbelievable. Yeah, I went to Nick's uh, Country Club. Couple wow. months ago, Fancy. yeah. Nick is the only one in here that is a country coach. Congrats, Nick. Congrats, Nick. Nick. Let's go, Nick. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Hey, the audio so, award. Connor, to your question, this is a huge game for for Zach. You know, huge game, and he did throw for 317 yards. Um, you know, he missed 
a lot of throws uh, in that game. What was I think he was 17 or 18 of 35. Uh, did make a hell of a play at the end of the game on fourth and 18, you know, to give them a chance at a at a 58 yard field goal to to tie and to go into overtime. But this is a huge game for for Mr. Wilson. He's got a he's got to play really well really well. Um, Knight can run the ball. They've got a good offense. He's got good weapons, you know, on the outside. He's just got to take care of the football. He's got to make good decisions. They're not asking a whole lot of him, um, but he's got to he's got to play well tonight. Because in my heart of hearts, I got to believe if if Mike White was healthy and available, he'd get the start tonight. Well, I don't know. After the scooters were gifted yeah. from Zach Wilson, True. trying to win the boys True. back, maybe win the locker room back, and who knows if they were ever lost, and who knows if that was a sponsorship. He didn't have to pay anything. Then he's got big brain, and I got respect for him either way. Uh, Ty has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach. I don't know what his status is. Uh, James Robinson. Is there any chance you think? I mean, you mentioned Zonovan Knight, and he's been looking pretty well for the uh, the Jets. But is there any chance of like a potential revenge game? Maybe James oh, Robinson man. comes out of nowhere. And, and has a big game tonight against his former team. And also, why is it when a guy like that who, you know, they traded for in midseason and after Brees Hall got hurt, we thought he was going to be a big deal, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he's, he's basically been like a healthy scratch a few weeks. Yeah, I don't that's – a, that's a great question because, you know, when he got there, he did produce, and I don't know what his status is uh, for tonight. Uh, that hasn't been – Oh no. Oh, no. oh no! The weather. Oh no! Oh, he's back. Hey, you're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You look good. Are we okay? Yeah. yeah. Well, you were. You had a moment there where we thought we lost you. We didn't know what happened, and then all of a sudden, no. I. He came you know, back if he like if he's healthy, and whatever the issues were with James Robinson and why he hasn't been going, whether it's an you know injury deal or or he's going to be healthy for this game, uh, to your point, Ty. You know, guys are always looking you know, for an opportunity to go show up and show out against their, against their former club. So um, if he, if he is available, shoot, the weather's going to be, I guess it's going to be sleet and sideways. They're supposed to get, sleet you know, I, and I don't think it's going to be a bunch of rain. Turnovers are going to play a huge factor in this game. The team that takes care of the ball, the best in this one is probably going to win it. Uh, but, you know, the ground game will be important. So I, I think if he's healthy and he's available, this would be a great opportunity for them to, to, you know, feed him the rock a little bit and let him get off against his former team. So Kevin Roth, who's a meteorologist down there in Houston, okay? okay. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he can read the Doppler like Joe DiNardo. Rest in peace, Joe. Mm -hmm. We assume he can't. Is he close? No one can. We don't know. He put out a tweet that said, hashtag Jets forecast, looking every bit as ugly as expected and maybe even a bit uglier. uglier. The wind and rain combo will be a nasty one-two punch for Thursday night football. Full NFL weather forecast <laughs> is updated on Roto Grinders. Love that the meteorologist has gotten into Have the to. sports sports game. That's smart. Hey, yeah. respect your, I respect your Doppler. Good work. <laughs> I respect your Doppler, pal. So under was at 39 and a half this morning. It's currently at 37 and a half. I was literally just uh -huh. hammering it again, uh, you know, that whole thing. We have, uh, or it was 37 and a half. We made it 39 and a half for our super boost. It opened earlier in the week at like 42, 43. So it is. Yeah. So as this storm keeps going, I mean, it feels like it's going to get uglier and uglier. And Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Yes, sir. Yes. 
Hey, how do you coach cold? Can you coach cold? A lot of conversation about cold this year. Cold happens every year, okay? Cold happens every single year in the NFL. This year, a lot of conversation about cold, and I assume next year, a lot of conversation is cold, about cold as we get cold here. It's supposed to be like negative 11, negative 10, negative 8, right. negative whatever it is, I think, for like a bunch of games. Can you coach that, or you just got uh, to hope the guys show up? Yeah, I mean, look at what Miami did. They wore shirts. You know, going up. Going yeah, up to Buffalo, yeah. right? You, it it's, it's, a, oh, it's, it's, a mind, it's a mindset. You know, so suck it up, buttercup. You know, we're going to have to play <laughs> in the damn cold. We're going to have to play in the elements. That's why it's so important for these, like Kansas City and Buffalo, you know, trying to get the number one seed, trying to get the buy, and then home field advantage, you know, in the, in the playoffs. It, that's, that's huge. We all know that. And it doesn't always work out, you know, to your, to your advantage. But – it's a, it's a mindset, Pat. It's going to be cold, so you can practice. Remember, we would have the oh, – I'd yeah. get Troy and, hey, clear the fields, Troy, and he'd, you know, drop his head. God damn, really? I got – yeah, wow, get him cleared. Fields. We're going outside. We're going to practice in the cold, you know, and you guys be like, what? You yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, it's a it's a it's a mind it's a mindset. The best days, you know? Chuck. Remember, the, we would go we would go in the indoor because yeah, the fields open, were really frozen. Yeah. And open up all the doors. This was you know the worst. and make it make it really really cold in there as cold as we could. Jesus. You yeah. know just to, just mm -hmm. to get get Wind. to you get used to it. You know have to handle the ball. You it's know like we talked <laughs> about ball security. You got to be able to you know handle the ball if it's wet if it's cold all those kind of things. So. Um, again, it's it's a mindset. There's extra focus on on taking care of the program, you know, and, and playing in the elements and the rain and the sleet and the snow and cold, all that stuff. Yeah, it's just an added thing you have to think about going into the week. So that's why home field advantage is even better, let alone the elements and being used to it, even though everybody gets cold. It's not like when you get used to it, you build up a, a tolerance. It's not like drinking more beer, whiskey, smoking more dope. It's what? not like a tolerance you uh -huh. build. You just kind of get used to the, oh, this fucking stinks. <laughs> And it's an added thing that other teams have to think about. I didn't know if you could coach it, but I do appreciate the fact you go, yeah, it's going to, hey, listen, it's going to suck yeah. for everybody out there. Now we move on. Get to your meetings. Let's go ahead and keep it because that's all you can really do. Tone has a question for you. Before we get to your prediction for this evening's game. Coach, with the weather, with the wind and the rain, um, on the defensive side, you being a DC, like, Obviously, are you going to put a, another guy in the box? Are you playing like are you playing more man versus zone on the backside? Is is a guy additional guy in the box going to be a linebacker or a defensive lineman? Like when the elements are like this, what changes does the defense make? A great question, number one, Tone. Um, you know, to your point, your question. Based on you're you're going to match up personnel wise. You know if they go big, you're going to go big. You're going to have base out there. If they go eleven personnel, you know one back and one tight end, three wides, then you'll match. You know with nickel uh, personnel, sub personnel. You you know your four man, you four two look, four down, two linebackers. You know six deep, five DBs, and uh, you know match up accordingly. But when it's elements again, there's going to be extra emphasis on the ball. You know punching the ball out. Peanut punch, which we, oh, you know, Chuck Pagano punch, Chuck Pagano punch, the Pagano punch, all those kind of things. But yeah, because and there's going to be emphasis on the run game. You know, you think about Bill, you know, going up to Buffalo a year ago, right, and running it forty, I don't three passes, right, the whole game. So there's going to be an emphasis if it's really bad, and it's it's going to be tough. Like Zach. Zach has a hard time throwing when the conditions are oh, ideal. No. <laughs> Can you imagine now when it's going to be sleeting sideways 
and it's going to be windy and rainy, you know, hand the ball off. It's going to be run, run, We should call the boost sleet and Run, run, run. You know, so with that in mind, you know, you can load up and you can play, you know, big personnel. You may have an extra safety instead of a nickel back in there and, and load up to stop the run, play tight coverage, get up tight on these receivers and make these quarterbacks and these elements be pinpoint passers. All right, let's get to it. Sounds like I already know where you're headed. Yep. Just out of a couple things in the way you have said them. This evening's game, Jags at Jets, at least 20-mile-an-hour winds and rain over there in New Jersey. Chuck, who wins? Yeah, so the first thing I'm going to go to is you look at, you know, these teams and the trajectory of these organizations and these teams, and it sure looks like Jacksonville is, is ascending. They're playing their best ball, you know, when you need to play your best ball, and that's toward the end uh, of the season. Winners of three of the last four coming off that huge win against the Cowboys. And you look at, you know, the Jets on the other side, they've lost their last three, I think, four of their last five. So they start (laughs) out really, really good. They start out really, really hot. They have to bench this quarterback because of a, you know, one word he said at a presser, no, got him. You know, sat down, uh, put in timeout, you know, if you will, got his wrist slapped. Like a baby. And and now Mike's hurt, and they got to go back to this guy. I just think one team is doing this, and the other team's kind of, you know, tread, treading water, taking on water right now. You got the number one overall, Trevor, you know, coming in from Jacksonville, Ooh, number one overall pick like against that. the number, number two overall pick. And, again, we all see where yeah, Trevor's going story. with his game and his play. And everything that Zach's been through, I don't know how you can go in this game and just, you know, not have your head full of all this stuff that you've been through if you're Zach Wilson. You know, being sat down, everything, the narrative, you got a Super Bowl winning coach, you know, going in there and, and Doug Peterson, who's done a phenomenal job there. And, and you got a Jets defense that is top three in the league. You look at all the categories, they're, they're top three, four, five, and, and a lot of the Uh-oh. statistical categories, they're very stingy. They don't give up, you know, a, a bunch of points on that defense. I don't know if Quinn and, you know, okay. Williams is going to be available. If he is, I mean, they got they got a bunch of dogs on that defense. They got hey, talent. They hey, got anchors hey, hey, at all hey. three levels. Sauce Gardner and company, Reed on the other side. I mean, oh, these guys, Mosley, <laughs> I mean, these guys can play. Quincy Williams is a, is a – that Jets defense is fun to watch now. Hell yeah! They'll keep, the, they'll keep them in the game. This is going to be this is going to be a close game, but I think Jacksonville comes out on top of this one. Underdog. You know, I think they win oh, this no. thing 24-21. I'm going with the Jacks. That's a lot of points. Ah, uh, that's a lot of points. Hey. You think the overs hitting as well, huh? Um, you know, my prediction came before I got you know all the information from these <laughs> wonderful meteorologists around the country. <laughs> You guys have accentuated and talked about all these dudes being like gold jacket. Not everybody. Just couple. comes to predicting the weather. You know, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. You know, if nothing hits there, right? No, 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 no. Chuck, that'd be good because that means everybody's safe. Everybody's uh, okay. Everybody's in trouble, right? But also, meteorologists being real ridiculous about this particular storm. Real wild about this storm, Chuck. No, I, I know. So, you know. God forbid nothing happens and we've got just like unbelievable great weather, all that kind of stuff. But it could be it could be a you know fourteen ten. It, it'll be a it's going to be a close game. Jags are going to win. Okay. okay. 
We appreciate you so much. Stay safe. Merry Christmas. Please echo that sentiment hey, to everybody. Hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you guys. I love you guys. You guys be safe. Um, very, very thankful and grateful for all you guys. Sorry I missed you this week. Thanks well, for having me on anyway. Not your fault. Once again, we can blame a lot of people. The, the meteorologist mm -hmm. or the weather person who read the meteorologist report. Yep. Boom. The meteorologist who read the Doppler, right? The Doppler who was trying to read Mother Nature. So there's you can go, you can we can blame Mother Nature all the way through. Weather person, mm -hmm. it's not your fault, pal. Don't you ever apologize. We miss you. We can't hey, wait to see Pat, you. Tight ends, tight ends tonight. Conklin, Zama for the Jets. Ingram, and then Ingram. I think they're going to play a, a huge role in this this thing tonight, right? Along with the along with the turnovers and hey, take a football. Okay. And take one shot at a hoop for me <laughs> and bury one of those. Okay, I will. Hell yeah. I had one sitting down yesterday. I got some lotion on my hands. Uh, should I have that popcorn? I need Frog to rub his thing down. I need Frog to rub his ball down. Frog equipment manager. Have we had any, have we had any giveaways this week? Yeah, oh, yeah, yesterday. Chuck, Chuck, I hit one yesterday. Mm -hmm. AJ gave away money. I yeah, I hit one yesterday. Uh, JC, the barber, came in, buried some putts yeah. yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was a full thing. AQ. Oh! Oh! Shit. Hey, it was close, Chuck. Mm hmm. Oh! oh what? Oh! Goddamn lid on that thing? Yeah. Awesome. Put your hashtag in there. Put your hashtag in there. <laughs> God! Go! Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, no. Five hundred. Ten dollars. For Chuck! Hey! Hey! What are they gonna do, Chuck? What are they gonna do, pal? Woo! There it is. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Alright, retweet this video. <laughs> Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there so yep. we can pay you officially on Cash App. And Chuck Pagano will give 10 people some merches and 10 people $500 uh, yeah. on this week 16. Thursday night football, Thursday, December 22nd. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We appreciate you, Chuck Pagano. A man who's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor yeah, multiple yeah. times. That's right. And on this particular holiday, was a mall Santa 10 to 15 different times throughout his entire mm, life. Legend. Jolly old Saint, A.J. Hall. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, A.J.? Good. Was that, Did I miss the – I forget about myself being a mall Santa for 10 or 15 years? Well, no, no, I just – I heard that story. Is that not true? Do you want to correct the story? We've been doing a lot of correcting of uh, misinformation on this program the last couple of days. You want to correct that? That was a piece of misinformation. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I guess I would have to correct you. From my recollection, I've never been a mall Santa. Huh. What? Jeez. That's Who told us that? It, that was uh, Erlacher, I think. It yeah. was. It was Erlacher. <laughs> I think Brian Erlacher <laughs> told me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian wouldn't lie to us. Anyways, uh, appreciate you for joining us, AJ. Happy holiday season. Stay safe over there in Ohio. You guys are getting the fucking Minnesota. Oh yeah, Minnesota's coming, and it's coming. Yeah. It's bringing hell with it. Fast. Is what we've been told. Basically, coming to Indiana, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when the. Oh, I it. Is that what this one is? Coming. This one right here yeah. of ice. <laughs> so right now it's raining. Let it rain, and Let then they, it rain, it's clearing it out, down. okay? And then, 
Ice coming in right behind. It's supposed to just everything's going to be an ice skating rink. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Indiana for the next 76 hours or whatever. Yep. Good luck. Get your skates on. Is that coming to Ohio? Do you know? I would assume it would become after that. I don't know. I've heard uh, tonight or maybe tomorrow night it's supposed to be decently bad. Joining us now is a man who lives in a very cold city oh. who would be very oh. used to this type of thing. They actually had to play a home game in another stadium because of the snow being so crazy and the weather being so absurd a man who suffered a torn acl this year Mm -hmm. but will bounce back in recovery was about to have another all pro pro bowl year and maybe his third super bowl ring with his third different program ladies and gentlemen future hall of famer von miller howdy guys hey thanks for having me hey before we get started though i want to introduce my golf partner you made it! Hey, congratulations! Hell yeah, dude! Hop in real quick. I had to hop in. Happy holidays, y'all boys. I appreciate y'all all the love every time, man. Appreciate y'all. We're proud of you. Hey, we're proud of you, man. Love you, Jordan. Proud of you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's it's dope when the it's dope when the good guys win, man. That's my golf partner, man. I, you know, I, I've uh, I've gotten to know him, Poe, um, over these these couple of months that I've been here in Buffalo, man. And he deserves it, man. He works his ass off each and every day. Um, he brings the energy each and every practice, each and every game, man. And it's a different team when we got him on the field, man. And it's good to see the good guys win. Congrats to Pope. Yeah, I think 10-0 whenever he's playing or whatever. And I assume your stats whenever you two are on the field together at the same time are probably absolutely absurd. But, you know, he's been uh, he's been a friend of the show here for the last couple of years. And last year, him and uh, Micah, Micah yeah. Hyde were like the best everybody was saying like oh that's the best safety duo in the league oh yeah best safety duo in the league or whatever they have a massive year no pro bowlers on the defense at all so we would obviously have to remind Poyer like hey you're good but eh, not a pro bowler bowler." (laughs) so him making the pro bowl this year we were all incredibly pumped i'm happy he stopped by and we got to show him some love let's talk to you perennial pro bowler i had an entire speech at the beginning thank you for joining us by the way i don't know if i'm going to tell you that every single time Yeah, yeah. So, perennial Pro Bowler, I had these visions of what the Pro Bowl was before I made my first Pro Bowl because I heard stories from the OGs who made the Pro Bowls of what it was like in Hawaii with the pool and how everybody gets away. And it was kind of just NFL folks celebrating, like, the greatness that is the NFL for a week. Families were welcome to do things. And that's back when guys were trying. Skills contests were taking place. The Pro Bowl was this thing that was held in high regards. So then my first year getting voted in was the first year I think they did it the week before the Super Bowl. It was in Phoenix. They didn't even rent out the whole hotel. There was other conventions happening in there. There was a lot of other bullshit. So, like, my experience at the Pro Bowl was nothing like what I had heard stories of the OGs before. And I felt like it was a financial decision by the NFL to do that. But I thought it diminished the Pro Bowl. Now, Pro Bowlers get announced last night, Vaughn. A majority of people on the internet and probably the, you can treat Twitter as a focus group. A majority of people are like, the Pro Bowl sucks. The game sucks. It's kind of a sham. And it's almost diminished the title of Pro Bowler. Do you feel that? Do you think that? And how do you feel about the Pro Bowl as a whole, Vaughn? You know, I, I've been uh, eight Pro Bowls. And I think um, the most uh, valuable thing that I take away from the Pro Bowl is not necessarily, you know, the event or like spending time by the pool or, you know, the game or anything like that. I think 
getting voted by your peers. Hell yeah. I'm getting voted by um, the guys that you play against each and every week. I'm getting voted by the fans that watch you each and every week and getting voted by the coaches. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a extreme, uh, it's an extremely um, valuable honor that I hold close to my heart, man. You know, to go to eight Pro Bowls and then you, you get up there in eight and it's like, man, it's just the Pro Bowl and then not getting elected these last couple of years. You know, I'm I'm here to tell you guys that, you know, when you get voted by your peers and you get voted by the fans and you get voted by the coaches, man, it, it is a huge accomplishment. I think so, too. For me, when I got voted in, like, the emotions that I had, there's so many emotions the first time I got voted in. You feel vindication. You feel pride. You feel, like, humbled by all the work that it took to get there. And it's like, well, if I'm putting this much emotion into getting voted in, then I have to... I have to take it when I don't get voted in. You almost get like scared to put too much power into it, but you can't help it whenever you get acknowledged by your peers, I think. In the way the NFL, no offense to the NFL. <laughs> what the NFL has allowed the Pro Bowl to become, kind of like a sham where guys don't try because it's not really something, why would you? The game has become an embarrassment even though it outrates everything else on TV. I think if they lift up the profile of the Pro Bowl, invest a little bit in it, I think we can get it back to the stature that players hold it in in the public. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. last night you're seeing guys cry. Oh, Those yeah. guys cry that are getting voted in there. And then on the Internet it's like, the voting system's flawed. The game sucks. It's like, this is a massive deal. And I think it's not. It's kind of going away from that. So I hope we fix it, Vaughn. And congrats on fucking eight of them. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I don't know. Once again, though. You kind of stink. You're not getting voted in now. Yeah. Kind of stink. <laughs> uh -oh. Hope you get back. Use that in your rehab motivation. Sorry about that, AJ. Just wanted to put a bow on that thing. Go ahead, Mr. Hawk. Oh no, I want to ask. I want to follow up with Vaughn quick. Like I've said before on here, Pat, it's you can't play football like half-ass. It's not. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. You have an all-star game in basketball. You can have 180 to 175 game and no defense. Football. It's kind of all or nothing. Is there anything they can do about that, Vaughn? Like how do they make it better? Um, I just think it's, you know, it's just hard to get guys to uh, go all out for, um, you know, an all-star game, especially, you know, if you're not, you know, if it's the season's over with, you know, I, I understand it. But me personally, you know, guys hate going against me in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you're they trying know, to get that truck. <laughs> they know I'm going full I'm going full speed, and I play that game just like any other, any other game. I go through my pregame routine just like any other game. Um, and, you know, whenever you're getting around your, you know, your opponents, you know, you're always going to play to the same level of, you know, the opponents that you're going against in the Pro Bowl. But – Guys hate going against me. I, uh, Alex Bakhtiari, he had he had beef with me for a whole he had beef with me for a whole off season. And when we played him in the preseason, like he was still mad about the Pro Bowl. Oh, Bach didn't want to go. because he played on the right side. Bach he had played on the right hard, side. Huh? He's a left tackle. He was playing at right tackle in the Pro Bowl in Orlando, and I was just going. That's my natural side, so I was just going ham hey, full speed. He was talking to me in a game, like, hey, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, this, I go hard. There's <laughs> a truck for sale, right? You see, that truck, the MVP is getting that truck right there. I am. We came back in, man. Like, you know, he kind of he kind of held it on his chest a little bit. But, you know, I'm a, I am love the Pro Bowl. I love being around held my peers. Um, I like being in the locker room with the guys. Um, I like, you know, um, just hanging out and getting to know everybody else's family, man. And I think getting voted by your peers, hanging out. That's the most important part of it. I think so, too. Those meetings in the one in Phoenix, we we're on a bus. And we drove out into the desert for the practice. And that was really the only time where guys felt comfortable talking because the lobby was filled 
with like four other conferences and conventions and autograph hounds happening. And I'd heard that was the best part, like the social gathering when everybody's mm -hmm. just kind of letting loose, having some drinks. You can walk up to somebody and ask them a question, and it's like yeah. welcomed and celebrated. We got to get back to that NFL. Here we go. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's so many, it's so many, you know, it's so many things that you have to weigh too. Like if we have it in Hawaii, you fly guys, you fly guys all the way out to Hawaii. And then, you know, the majority of the guys is going to Hawaii or going to whatever Super Bowl that they're playing in the day after the game. So you, do you want to travel all the way to Hawaii and then come back to the States to go to the Super Bowl? Do you have it in Orlando? Like, do you do it in, in Phoenix? Do you do it in the same city where the Super Bowl is? Like, you know, it's still it's still a balancing act that you have to do. But I think, you know, the Pro Bowl is great. I think we should always have the Pro Bowl. It's an all-star game. You know, that's what all-star games look like. If you look at any all-star game, that's what they look like, especially in our sport. Our sport is a physical sport. So once you take a little bit off for an all-star game, that's just a product. But I don't think that's I don't think that's I don't think that's the most important part of the Pro Bowl. I think guys just hanging yeah. out with each other. I think getting voted by your peers. I think spending time with each other's family and getting to know other guys that you admire, those are those are some of the best parts about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I concur, and obviously congratulations. And the Pro Bowl is taking a turn. I think they're entering their new chapter right yep. now, going to flag football. I think we could put some money up for guys too, you know, match it to charity as well. Let's put actual money up, you know. Mm -hmm. There's enough sponsors and money out there. Let's get mm -hmm. guys to want to give effort, you know. Let's go <laughs> yeah. ahead and do some stuff. Let's uh, make the world a better place. Let's donate yeah. it. Let's also <laughs> – you know, incentivize. You're the best in the world. You've made us a lot of money this year. We're looking for you to do this other thing. So just like any other business, you're doing something. We will pay you for it because we're making it just so up some money. If you you up the money, like if you up the money at the Pro Bowl, I think guys will start to yes. play a lot harder for sure. I think uh -huh. if you you know if you giving Thank guys you if you giving guys a, a real you know carried out in front of them, man, I think you'll get you know, <laughs> some of these guys to make some great plays, a lot of great effort. Well, I think so too. And in the fastest man competition, I think you're going to get more people try to mm -hmm. get in there. If there's an actual prize there, I think you, cool. if you do even the bench press thing, I think you're going to even get some of the big dudes that are like, they're giving 150 grand to the. I, I, get, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I, you, you know, I used to move it. I, I still got it. Like, I think then it gets even, I think you just get better content out of all of it if there's yeah. an incentive. But once again, Let's match it to charity because all these millionaire pricks don't need to get paid more money. Mm -hmm. Let's also match to charity as well on mm -hmm. top of it. Yep. So we're making the world a better place. I hope we get there. I think we will. And thank you for saying that you're Von Miller. Your weight, your words are going to carry more weight than mine. Let's move on. How's your life with the Bills right now? You said last week, I think, it felt like a standard Wednesday. Woke up, did this, went to a meeting, watched your film, did your whole thing. This year you, or this week, you do anything different with Bean? You in his back pocket? You actually shadowing him? Or you still play your coach, Von Miller, right now? No, I haven't got no time yet. You know, I've been oh, – no. they they mutt, they mutt me here at the – Oh, no. I get, I, get here at, I get here at 9 a.m. and I'm leaving at 4 at four in the afternoon to straight rehab. Man, I mean, that's that's where I want it, man. You know, I want, oh, okay. you know, to put all the work in. Um, I enjoy, you know, my teammates coming in and they see me and they're like, man, you're already walking or you're already doing this or you're already doing that. And it just gives me an opportunity to show, you know, my teammates how hard I work and that's my guy right there, man. <laughs> show my guys how hard I Hold work, up. man, and show what I'm all about, man. So – that's a, you know, it's, it's two foes of everything, man. I just enjoy being up here with the guys, man. I enjoy being in the mix. Um, I enjoy, you know, hearing guys' conversation and say, hey, man, be positive. Hey, man, let's think about this, you know, the trophy, this and that. Like, So I enjoy being up here. I enjoy my role for sure. Is there anything you're doing now? I guess, like, can you track how far ahead you are this surgery compared to the last time you had this done? Like, how did they – I know throughout your rehab there's always, like, goals and milestones you have to hit. Yeah. Do you bump those up, or how does your whole timeline work? 
you know, no matter how good you're feeling, there's still a, a like a biological element of rehab. Like, <laughs> no, no matter no no matter what you do, no matter how no matter how strong you are, no matter how good you're walking. That was awesome. Just this is the time. This is how fast that humans heal. You know, <laughs> this is how fast that this 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 surgery heals. Like no matter who you are, this is where you are. This is. I mean, of course, it could look like this. It could look like that. You could be strong here. You could be strong in this this part of your rehab, but. It's just a, a weekly thing, and I'm just, you know, chipping off at it week by week. Biologically, you shouldn't have been walking, what, three days after your ACL no, and then yeah. renting out a sports bar <laughs> for 12 hours. So I mean, I, mentally, like, mentally, like, I don't want to get guys revved up or anything like that. Like, I'm I'm out, but, you know, mentally, I like, I'm feeling like, bro, like, a couple of more weeks, like, I could be close, like, you know. Like playoffs, AFC Championship, I can make it, but yeah. you know, yeah. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get Bills Mafia revved up and ready to go. Yeah, biologically, so biologically, a little feel, different like, conversation. That's how my knee feels. Yeah. That's how every, yeah, that's how everything feels when I'm walking in. I mean, that could you be... imagine greener pastures, chicken farms owner, <laughs> eight-time Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller tears his ACL at uh, like. 55% of the way through a season, right? Was it, what yeah. week was it? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yep. So what is that, week? Uh, week 11? 12. 12, yeah. Week 12? 11, 12. Could you yeah. imagine he comes back and plays in the playoffs same year? Oh, gets crazy. a sack. Come on. That'd be, that'd be oh, wild. That'd be crazy. Hey, Vaughn, that'd be crazy. Nine to four? Nine to that'd four, we're insane. rehabbing? Tell the biological department to fucking figure it yeah. out. <laughs> Mentally, it sounds like it could take place. Um, let's talk about some things going on around the NFL and – We'll continue to chatter about the Bills because this actually leads to it. There's been a lot of interactions between players and media members that have been getting spotlighted. Coaches, I guess, and media members getting spotlighted because we're at that time of year where there's a lot of pressure in a lot of places. There's a lot of disappointment being had by in a lot of places. And also, it's been Groundhog's Day for a long time for a lot of people that are covering the NFL and in the NFL. So I think, think sometimes tensions can be high. How have you maintained or managed to have a super positive relationship with the media whenever situations are happening right now that I assume have been happening for a long time? We're just seeing it more often. Giovanni Bernard, what was said to him, and both reporters have come out and said, in a moment we didn't act right. Both Greg uh, Allman and Jenna Lane mm-hmm. from ESPN, they both said, we apologize for in a moment, which very big of them. We appreciate that. That's yeah, awesome. Paul Kuharski telling Vrabel, uh, down there at the Tennessee Titans when Vrabel was at his um, press conference after they've lost a couple in a row, one real bad, this past one, whatever. He goes, uh, you know, you've been preaching, <laughs> Paul Gorski, you've been preaching like can't get yourself in trouble and hurt yourself. And then first down to get personal foul at second and 22. You guys are basically done for since then. Your message isn't getting through to guys anymore, so do you have any comment? And Vrabel was like, I'm going to give a short answer to an incredibly long uh, terrible, terrible question yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like he took a shot back and it was a moment that both of them, I assume, will move past and do it, but it just happens in the heat of the moment. Then Josh Allen, actually. One of the reporters uh, asked Josh Allen about the offense. Josh, I think, gave an answer. Then the reporter goes, your offense isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. To Josh Allen's face, Josh is sitting there and Josh goes, okay, and then goes to the next person. It's like all of those moments obviously are being spotlighted because the media and the NFL are so important together. But how have you maintained a such a positive relationship with everybody? Or has there been times where you look at somebody and you're like, in the moment, not full-time, but in the moment, it's like you're out of pocket right there with your tone and your question. Has that ever happened for you? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, at this point in my career, I just, you know, I understand both perspectives. 
you know, by having a podcast and, you know, doing shows like, you know, this show right here and being on the media side of it and being an athlete at the same time, you know, I understand both perspectives. Um, At the same time from, you know, the media talking to, you know, an athlete, you got to understand that these are like, you know, people. And I understand if I'm if I'm working with the media, I have a job, you know, and I have to give content week in and week out. And, you know, that could... You know, that could get, you know, kind of, you know, tedious. So I understand that. But at the same time, you always have to be aware of your delivery and, you know, how am I how am I talking to these guys? Because, you know, guys are not robots at the end of the day. Like, we're humans. I know we put on helmets and we go out here and we, you know, do what we do each and every week. But at the same time, like, we're, we're humans. Like, you know, we're not robots. So you always got to make sure that you deliver in the right way, in a correct way. And if, if I'm an athlete, too. Um, I understand that this is a business and the fans need a perspective from the media as well. So I always just try to have an open line of communication with the fan, I mean, with media, whatever I'm talking to them. You know, I don't want to get up there and, you know, it just it just kills me whenever, um, you know, I see somebody talking like a post game, like if they lost or something and they just snapping at the media and the media is snapping back because at the end of the day, I'm the athlete and I'm, I'm in control of whatever we talk about. You can ask me, hey. What happened in the game? You threw an interception, and I could be like, "Man, my favorite color is blue. Like, I really do like, uh, I really do like the way, uh, you know, my clothes came up today, and I put the blue shoes on, and I, I'm in control of whatever you know I put out, even though whatever question it is, I think as the athlete, you got to understand that you are in control of whatever you put out. Yeah, they're gonna ask you questions, this and that, but I'm in control at the end of the day, and um, at the same time, I want to, I want to give great perspective. I want to put out exactly what's going on for my fans, my true fans that are looking for any type of response from me. I want to give them what they want as well, too. So I see it. I see it on both sides of it. You know, the media, you got to understand that the guys that we're talking to, like, they're not robots. Biological. And from, and from, and from the athlete <laughs> perspective, from the athlete perspective, you got to know that the media, they have a job, too. This is a multi-billion dollar industry, and it's fed by the fans. It's fed by the fans, and the fans need information. So... It goes to it goes two ways, but the athlete is always in control in all of those situations. Athlete or coach is always in control. Yeah, and they're right about avoiding questions. He was asked three times about the interception. He continued to tell us the shirt he was wearing was red. We know. So obviously he didn't want to talk about it, but that's a lot better than snapping out and saying he lost his composure and how it could be received. We have the same exact take as you. It's like both need each other, okay? NFL needs media. Media needs the NFL. A lot of different networks have proven that to be the case for a long time. A lot of us make a living off of covering the NFL, so certainly need. Hey, Pat, my bad, Pat. At the end of the day, like for an athlete, what, they, what do they always say in the locker room? They say, do your job. Do your job to the highest level that you could possibly do it. Take Do your 111. And I think that applies for the media as well. Like, do your job. Do your job at a high level. Like the questions that you come up with, you got to be thinking about these questions. You got to be able to ask great questions, not just um, one-liner questions to try to poke at uh, a coach or an athlete to try to get some type of reaction. You got to what makes a great what makes a great reporter, a great analyst. Like you're asking questions that you can get, you know, um, you know, positive feedback or whatever feedback from whoever you're talking to. But I'm not just looking for. Um, headliner. I'm not. I'm not looking for that. Even though that stuff goes viral and all of that stuff. Ah, Vaughn. If, if it goes viral, it goes viral. But on the media side of it, do your job. Just like the athletes have to do their job. Everybody. If everybody does their job at a high level, we'll be fine. We're going to continue to go, which is fantastic. And I think the good question asking and everything like that, getting a different angle from something, is good for the good. Uh, the entire sports media landscape. 
and the sport as a whole. And we assume that people are going to have bad days every once in a while. Once again, everybody's human. Let's just remember it as we go into the last three weeks of this NFL season. Like, hey, we're all in this thing together. Okay. Ryan, what you say, yeah. on, a, what you say on a podcast, as an opinion pundit, you're allowed to say. You're certainly allowed to say. Yep. But to look at Josh Allen, who is 400x the football player you are, okay, and accomplished a lot more than you ever have in the sport of football and has become the prototype, maybe just hold back the shit talk. You yeah. know, after at a press conference, you know, like at a, like if Josh was to come on to this show or onto your podcast or something, I think there's different time and different place for everything. But if Josh was to come on this show and Connor yeah. didn't think that the offense was good enough to win a Super Bowl, Connor would frame that in his question. And it's a podcast. So Josh could answer however he wanted or it's a show however he wanted. At the, yeah. I just think it dip, like at press conferences in the locker room, I think there's just different forms of interactions that should take place. And I feel like everybody's kind of trying to mix them all together. And I understand that because we have the dumbest job of all time. But you're, you have a great benefit getting credentialed and getting access to these things that we can't get. So when you're in there, let's get those things. And then when you come out, we can't wait to hear your thoughts on it all. There's just no reason to be disrespectful to people's faces. Just a reminder, biological yeah. exists, both sides, both parties. Uh, Connor, your question for Vaughn Miller. Yeah, I would never be able to say that about the Bills offense because I watch the Patriots every week, so that wouldn't make any sense. But also, Vaughn. Yeah, and what was that reporter? We should know who that reporter is after watching that offense, thinking that they can't win the Super Bowl. That yeah. maybe should be something. Yeah. Anyway, Paul Kuharski also at paulkuharski.com. No longer, I just got a. Uh, not without really? Kick not without kick anymore. Paulkuharski.com. Him and Vrabes had the. Uh, this could be a short answer for an incredibly terrible question, something, whatever that was, Paul Kowarski, paulkowarski.com. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Connor. Oh, good. Vaughn, we're, if we're talking chicken here, obviously there's a cold front coming up north, but they're saying Texas might get kind of cold. Oh. Do you have an emergency for all your chicken children on your ranch down there, and is there some sort of plan that you have when the weather does turn? You know, my, my chickens live well. I told you they only have one bad day. They got AC in there. They got heating in there. One um, of course, day. you know, of course some birds are going to be compromised and you're going to lose some birds. That's just how it is, you know, in, in nature. But, you know, when the, it was a, it was a snowstorm, it was a cold front that came through, I think, two years ago, like where it shut down, like, most of the state of Texas. Like, we only lost a few birds during that whole time. So That's super confident in our operation, super confident in the way we do birds. things. and. You know, whenever nature is involved, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose some birds, but we'll be all right. Yeah, you just gotta get yours more, and you get got though. That's Bingo. right. Yeah. Sean Lynch talking about chickens and uh, and Mother Nature there. Uh huh. How about you being in the yard bird business? You are. You're in the full yard bird business. Man, it's it's crazy. Whenever I think about it, it started off by taking an easy class in college, you know, to help out my GPA. And um, you know, I took the class, and it was definitely easy. I used to fall asleep in the class. My professor, he used to come in there and, like, wake me up and, like, make me stand up and, like, um, and just regurgitate whatever we was talking about. And in turn, I, I used to really – I learned the business, and, you know, 12 years later, I got my own chicken farm. Did they just crazy. get to try your chicken for the first time back there? I just heard <laughs> quite a pop. No, that's, no, that's, uh, that's Josh Allen give, giving gifts out. Oh! oh to the offensive lineman? To the offensive lineman? Yeah, he already gave the stuff out to the offensive line. This is a new, this is a new gift. He coming with gifts every day. Like the, the offensive lineman got scooters yesterday, and this is a, this is something new with a bow on it. The guy's going crazy. Hey, Josh, pretty good guy, huh? Pretty good. Oh, it's a it's a uh, it's a ski shoot. It's a ski shoot. Uh, That's it's awesome. It's like a little ski shoot thing, and he can use it for his dog too. And Sweet. Oh, one again. Oh, he's a man. Shoot in huh? there. Shoot in the indoor. Yeah, Anyone bring a shotgun? <laughs> what? I think hey, I, I, he, he, I think he can, he can use it for like. You can lose it for dog toys, and you can use it 
Yeah, it's crazy. Skeet shooting? Oh, the throwing thing? Train him to get ducks. Train him to get ducks. the disc. Are you talking about the disc tosser? Yep, it's a disc tosser. It's like ski shooter, and it, sh it can shoot out dog toys too. Is it a throwing one or a oh. uh, robot one? You probably press it, it press like, with your foot. It looks like just a, it looks like just the robot one. It's got an arm. Just Man, sweet. So it's got I wheels agree. on the side. It's got wheels on the side, so you can just, oh, yeah. just wheel it out. Hey! Dude, man. I've been out in the middle of some cornfields and the handheld yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what, I can, I can, I can really, I can throw a good bird out there with those handheld ones. I couldn't even imagine showing up at some redneck fucks farm where they got an actual <laughs> boom, 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 boom oh. that Josh Allen just gave them. What a highlight that would be. There'd be obviously no beers drank no, before no, no, of course not. shooting that out in the middle of these cornfields. No Josh, Josh's dog. Josh's dog. He got a. He got like a retriever, and it's like Scholar. His dog is like, she's super athletic, and uh, you know when you go over to the house, she's she's one people to play with him every now. She wants people to play with him the whole time, so I guess he got this for her. So it's super cool. That's right. Congrats, to you guys doing it right over yeah. there. Yeah, good organization. Jeez Louise, uh, what did you get? Gifts? Did you get buy everybody Rolexes? What you did you buy? Nah, I, did, I, you know, I, I didn't, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Christmas. I'm not a big Christmas guy. Like, huh? I, I'm. I just. You know, I, I feel like I should just be spending time with the family. I don't like to, because you know sometimes they you start giving gifts and then next year they want a better yeah. gift. And oh, they yeah. this gift that you forget gift. somebody, yeah. Oh. I I show love to my teammates year round, like year round. I spend oh, so yeah. much money on these guys; it's not even it's not even funny. <laughs> like, from private parties to private dinners to. Whatever, like I spend so much money on these guys, man. They they not worried about they not worried about. They understand that, and in the card, you yeah. know, just Merry Christmas. Hope it's a great one. Remember, you saw a rookie dinner that was fake for the Niners. Mm -hmm. That was real a couple weeks ago, and we had that. Remember that. Remember did this. Was, they said three hundred thousand. Eric Armstead came out said it, it it wasn't real. Yeah. yeah, it was. If you look at the receipt, it was like a two hundred thousand dollar tip, and I was like, first first thing looking at it, me and Matt Liner had the same response. It's like. Damn, that's fucked up doing yeah. a $200,000 tip. It's yeah. like, hey, hey, waiter and staff here, we think you should have this guy's money more than this guy. And that's a lot. But then you look up a little bit. It's like 7600 basically is the actual price. Then they put the fake one at the bottom to kind of give Drake Jackson a little bit of a scare. And the internet was yeah. certainly losing their mind. So 7600 And, and Eric right. said he paid 1000 Somebody else paid 1000 So 56 I don't think that's bad at yeah, all. Yeah. Third rounder, yeah, I think. Bad. Third rounder, second rounder? That's not bad. If it was three hundred thousand dollars, that's ridiculous. Like, yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would never let that happen. I would never let that happen if I was there. I, you know, that's that's ridiculous. You know, we. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to save these guys as much money as they possibly can. That's that's ridiculous. But we, if we are going to spend three hundred thousand dollars, it's better ways to spend three hundred. Yeah, yeah. We're not tipping two hundred thousand. Yeah. Let's take a trip. Let's take a trip somewhere. Let's go to Vegas and do something, man. It's better ways to do it. Yeah, we should tip. Listen, should tip. Yeah. But tip should not be three x what everything it's else. A night out with Vince Young, yeah. at the Cheesecake Factory. That's true. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a great restaurant there for a long time. Vince loved it. How could you not? So does AJ. Tony, your question for Vaughn. Vaughn, not a huge Christmas guy, you said. But how was how was Twitchmas? How, how did Twitchmas go for you? Twitch was amazing. I think we had over a hundred thousand uh, viewers come in. Um, at one time, we had about five thousand. We averaged about five thousand viewers let's the whole go. time. But we had hey, over let's go. Every, oh, yeah. uh, viewers come in. I gave out over a hundred thousand dollars worth of gifts and cash prizes. Cash App came and dropped twenty five thousand dollars just in the chat. To I gave away three Ooh. gaming computers. We need to open really, those. I really gave away four gaming computers, yeah, jerseys. Uh, 
you know, all type of stuff, man. It was great, man. It was, you know, it's just a great way for me to give back to my fans, man. And I'm, I'm glad everybody appreciates it. Yeah, we do. We appreciate any time anybody gives back anything because you don't have to, you know. And there's a lot of people in our spheres. You're in a different sphere than I am, obviously, that are telling you like, this is how you keep your money, okay? Fuck everybody. You know, like there, there's all those speeches and classes about how you maintain. Don't become one of the 80% that go broke or whatever. You know, yep. you know those friends that you've had for a long time that have done everything for you? Don't give them a fucking dollar, okay? This is literally what some like finance. Your parents, like, let's put them on a reasonable amount of money because if not, they're just going to drain you dry. And everybody else, you know, those foundations that you worked with or whatever, they'll continue to raise money. This money now we got to preserve for your future and your future. It's like... Okay, I understand you maybe woke up just with zero soul. Uh, that is going to be tough for me to do. So anytime somebody gives back and chooses to give back, I'm always incredibly, you know, inspired and impressed because there's a lot of people in your world telling you not to. So over $100,000, that's fucking very nice of you. Yeah. So, shout out to Cash App, too. Shout out to Cash App. Ty, your question for Vaughn Miller. Yeah, LA Vaughn. Golf too. LA Golf, LA Golf gave us uh, three putters. Now they got the LA Golf putter. LA Golf. Um, what the fuck's yeah, an LA, LA Golf? LA what golf. is an LA Golf? You ever heard of LA Golf? LA Golf. They 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 started out making shafts. Now they make a putter as well. Oh, and they, they gave away three. They gave away three putters in the chat. Yeah, that's the putter that I use. That's the driver that I use. So oh, shout out LA, golf. LA Golf. Shout out. Okay. LA G. Best shafts in the business. I heard. Hey, they got good shafts, Vaughn. Uh -huh. This is good shafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's the stiffest and the lightest and the best. Yeah. Okay, good chefs out right. there from LA Golf. Last question here for you, Vaughn. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Go yeah, ahead, Ty. Vaughn, last week I know you said uh, with your knee and everything, you didn't really want to be on the sideline during the Dolphins game because you didn't want to slip or have any issues there. But, I mean, you're you're healing at a you know superhuman rate. Have you thought, you know, and I know you said Christmas, hey, I want to spend it with my family. Have you thought, you know what, maybe I'd, I'd rather spend my Christmas this year going to Chicago Fair and enough. standing on the sideline in a foot and a half of snow with below uh, zero temperatures? Is that something you're maybe considering? Or are we going to see you on the sideline this weekend or no? There's like nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, no, I have not thought about it at, at all. Uh, I mean, even if it was – I mean, even if it was, um, even even if it was sunny and bright, like I just feel like, you know, at this point, even though I'm feeling good, I think it's just a safe bet for me to just, you know, chill at home. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm feeling good and I'm in a great point and I'm going to continue to stay there. So, you know, it's all type of things that I can't control in a football game, sitting on the sideline. And I just, you know, try to avoid it. even getting on the plane and traveling from, you know, swelling and all that stuff. I'm in a good point. I'm in a good place, um, mentally and physically. I think I just. You know, you just need to stay right here until I can get to a point where I can stay on the sideline with uh, confidence. We hope you get healthy quick. We can't wait to see the story of you bouncing back. Uh, I think we heard Josh there in the background. Uh, can you show him real quick just so we can put him in a title? Josh? Yeah. yeah. Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Just Josh Allen right here. He's, he's talking to Tori hey! Hey! Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's 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 taking he's taking care of business right now. But there he is. Big pop. He's a good man, just like you. You're probably gonna go talk to that group immediately upon getting up, which is right now. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen. Future Hall of Famer, founder of Greener Pastures Chicken Farms down there in Texas, Von Miller. Thank you. Football is here, and the man that's not participating in the open always for the. One thousand two hundred and fifty-fifth day 
He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a video game shitster, an NBA pundit, a man who did not play Mall Santa ever in his life. Do not get it twisted. The father of 10, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. AJ! Sorry, buddy. Did any of you play Mall Santa? And how creepy is that if like a 20-some-year-old is, is the Santa? Yeah, just in general, I think. We don't have to get into descriptors of ages of doing it. Age don't matter. But certainly an experience and memory for people. Uh, I was never Mall Santa. I don't believe there's any photos of me with any Mall Santas either because of how uh, I acted, I think, around sure. Mall Santas for sure. whatever, whatever reason it was. But it's a time-honored tradition. Yeah. Yeah. It's a holiday. For kids. Went for the first time ever, I think, in my life, like two weeks ago. Guy was, guy was super nice. Full profession. Yeah. Mostly retired people, right? Who just yeah, so happen to have older. a Santa look. He, he had a very jolly Santa look. Overweight. Too. Sometimes with beard. wife, too, right? Being Mrs. Claus. Yeah, it's like a thing they do for to pass time during the holiday guy, season. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a hustle. He That's fun, Mrs. Claus. I don't know what happened. Well, she might have oh, a moment of silence for the mall of Santa's wife. They had a good run. Mm-hmm. 10, 15 years, mall to mall to Santa, a photo. What if he off. killed her? Jesus. He's bad Santa. Even more so, a moment of silence for the Mrs. Claus that got wiped <laughs> off the face of the earth because of all Santa Claus. Right over by a reindeer. Oh, no. That was Grandma. Well, yeah, but it could have happened to Mom, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. What if her? What was it? My mother and my mother's mother <laughs> both got run over by a reindeer. It's like the staircase. Well, that was an owl. That guy's nice. Right. Wow. They've, uh, they've rolled out some new facts in that particular case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? His ex moment of silence, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more to that story than what we all saw with Well, you. I think that's obvious. Our hat off to Rudolph. We didn't know. We, we fucking talked to the yep. lawyer. Yeah. yeah we, 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 brought the, we tried oh, to do yeah. journalism. Mm-hmm. We brought the defense... Attorney in here, but this isn't their moment of silence. No. <laughs> this is Mall Santa mm-hmm. that Claus. digs his baby, took a photo yep. with two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wife. Wife. Yeah. Sure. She fucking was great. Was. <sighs> How'd she die? She good, what happened? Uh, oh, details oh, weren't Oh, it's funny, bro. Jesus. On cookies. <laughs> On cookies. Okay. Somebody, she had a nut allergy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And mm. that's a tough Santa. allergy to have as Mrs. Claus. She wasn't told Santa about it. Santa had a peanut butter cookie and kissed her. They sucked face. That's right. They were doing a mall in France. They French kissed. Mm-hmm. That's right. To wow. celebrate the moment. And Santa's tongue took out Mrs. Claus. We do not know if this is her. Hell yeah. Rest in peace. What's your problem? Fucking What's this guy's deal? <laughs> Rest in peace to Mrs. Claus at that particular mall. I do believe there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands that Mrs. of thousands. Mrs. Claus right there is a fucking rocket. Mrs. Claus right here? Yeah. Makes great cookies, Mrs. Claus right That's here. Right. That was uh, one of our worst moments of silence, and I want to let you know I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah. I am embarrassed by it. It's a tough one. We've had it a little bit with journalists this week, huh? We've been, at, we've been back and forth a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, what's going on? I don't know, I think we're just pointing out some things that have happened probably for a very long time. And I'm trying to do it in the most, because what Vaughn said, like the media is very vital, very important yeah. for the NFL. I understand that. So that's why every time we chat about anything media related, always try to set the stage with like, 
This is not about media as a whole. This is this situation that is being talked about. This is maybe if it is, uh, isn't even about this particular person, this is about this particular person in this situation. We try not to, you know, I, I think mm -hmm. I try my best to do that because I tried to understand where whoever's come from. This week, though, we've had to say, we've had to say some things. Yeah. And it's about people, I think, that have heard about us saying some things. And then those people's friends, you know, have to stick up for them. And then those people's fans of those people's friends. Has, so it's really been quite a uh, – and I didn't want it. I just wanted to point out some things. I just wanted to be like, hey, from player's side, we can't have this happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you got to do what you got to do as well. So, like, there has to be a different way to do it. It's basically been all mm -hmm. our messaging has been. But it has been a week of that. Let's put that to rest. It's a holiday. Yeah. Holiday season. Of course. Yeah. Happy holiday. Yeah. And you weren't generalizing. Happy. You weren't saying everybody. It's more so just like pointing out like flaws sometimes. And mm -hmm. it's not as if we don't have any. And their job is to point out our flaws. Exactly. They do. And players' flaws and everything mm -hmm. like that. It's accountability just mm -hmm. like the referees. Like, hey, if the referees held each other accountable, then it would be a much different story. And I feel like it, wor it can work that way with the media too. Or like and for us, have to held, held, held me accountable. Exactly. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I get buried on a good, <laughs> on a pretty good, you know, pretty good uh, regular basis. I should have said I believe differently after the anonymous sources thing. But like, what does that even mean? I saw TJ. What jump. do you mean? TJ Lang jumped in last night. That was fun to see. In that situation. What did you do? Yeah. See, I've muted it because I just wanted. He not. said, "Oh, it's weird. It's almost like players." I think I'm. I'm trying to remember. I saw it like 1 a.m. It's almost like players have notebooks in these meetings that they could write things down. Okay. So, obviously, that article is what spurred this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But if I read that article before, oh, yeah. you know, Aaron comes on, none of this happens. <laughs> so, ultimately, my fault. Why situation has taken... Wait, so if you wouldn't have said anonymous sources, nothing would... We would have been fine from the jump, you think? Yes. Probably. That is literally how... Now, I said, I believe... Which I think in the English language, not 100% sure if how everybody else speaks, but how I speak, what I'm saying, I believe, I was trying to give like, a, like an I think, but I probably said I think probably 50 times before that. So I said I believe just as a different one because I, I read the couple of the quotes, but I, I don't have a subscription, so I didn't read the entire mm -hmm. article. So mm -hmm. I, wanted to, I wanted to portray as if I wasn't matter of fact. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I should have done better with that or I should have read the article. Well, Both those things, my fault. And I will take onus on that. But I will say, whenever that becomes the talking point, then I start getting attacked, right? Like, then I, like, let alone Aaron and the article about how demanding he is. Mm -hmm. But then, because it's kind of set up as me being doofus, which happens on a regular basis, that kind of opens gates for a lot of people who've been like, we've been waiting for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so then I start getting, you know, some bombs and I'm the type of person that's like, okay, been waiting for this. You know, mm -hmm. like same thing as you, you know, on the opposite side here. I do things differently. And I was told to read the article. So let's read. Didn't, told the boys, I do, how long would it take me to read this thing? Mm -hmm. Nick was being way too kind. He says five minutes. Mm -hmm. Ty goes, hey, probably 10. This thing, you know what I mean? Let's do that. I'm like, okay, so we can do it on the show. And then I say, is it worthy like of reading or is it going to be terrible? Mixed results, okay? Like, do we think it's worthy of being entertaining for people that are watching? A waste of minutes almost. Is this worth it or not to even get in there? Mixed results, but mostly like, yeah. And then there was numerous times it was like, you want to read this before you go live? And I'm, no. 
<laughs> I want it to be first time live on there. Fresh. So we probably could have handled that differently as well. You know, I probably could have read certain parts. So I didn't, as I was reading, openly disgusted with what I was reading. Mm -hmm. You know, that's probably not... That's probably not a good thing to do either. So I apologize for that part of it. AJ, I would like that to be acknowledged. I apologize for doing that. I don't think you need to apologize, really, especially anymore. You don't need to continue. But yeah, like, whatever. This is all, it's going to continue to happen forever, as, especially as more and more athletes continue to jump into this world. So now I'm getting messages from peers of person telling me that I'm, that I, you know, Right now, I just want to let people know, kind of doing this again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you wasn't going to mention ever again. People kind of doing this because I, I'm okay to explain myself in this situation. A lot of things being said about me by your party, too. You know what I mean? Your, your side of the ball. Like, I know my people who watch and follow the show, they get active on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And I try not to address anything because I don't want – that type of negativity in my timeline, anybody else's timeline, it happens. But the people that watch the show are incredible human beings. I'm very thankful for them. We all are. So if, like, I'm going to get openly attacked by people, I think they are some people, not all. Let's not get generalized, by the way. Some are going to say some things. Yeah. But that's in response to your people saying things as well. So, like, whenever you send me a text, like, hey, can you please? Things are being said. It's like. Of course, but you know, things were being said beforehand as well. Like, I'm not good with that situation. You know what I mean? I'm not good at that whole thing. Cause I'm like, oh, we should run this back for another week or so. Sounds like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just so <laughs> if we are going to do this, let's do this. Because I tried at my best to be like, hey, this lady worked for Defector Media. She worked for Sports Illustrated. She worked for Monday Morning Quarterback. She works for The Athletic currently. Much respect for everything she's done. This particular article, though, and getting upset with me saying I believe anonymous sources. And then the way it was described by somebody that I had not talked to about it, like, and then putting me into a position to get attacked. I, I don't think there was just, you know, flaw free on both sides here no. to, to get into this to get into this whole thing aj you know what i mean yeah that's fair enough i mean as long as there's like as far as media and athletes like current stuff that's going on we talked about like in the locker room as long as there's respect both ways and i i would imagine you're i know at least myself i should say i'm not going to speak for you i'm not on the side that says oh you have to have played pro football or at least a high level of football to talk about it no that's that's garbage. Yeah, I want a bunch of big dumb old meatheads writing about the game. Like that's not exactly what we need. Agreed. So, but also, like, yeah, there's a way to come at players, and I feel like the Gio Bernard thing was weird. That one, to me, was was well, tough another, to watch. Yeah, where we she were. apologized. She did. She yeah, did. yeah which is great. Both of them. Which was cool. And I get it too. I understand even in the heat of the moment. Like I get both sides. That's all I'm trying to say. Like I understand, like the respect. That, I, I understand all sides, and I get it. But yeah, like just this is how it's going to be. So let's just let's figure it out. Yeah, we don't mean any ill intent towards anybody. No. No. Never. Except for some. Maybe. For some, but just privately with our sage and stuff. Yeah, right. Also, that conversation we had about the article was really insightful to hear the behind the scenes of a player's perspective on, like, the hand signal meetings and D-butt mentioned one the defense does. Like, that's stuff that I had no idea about, so that was pretty so cool. So great work with that article. Yes. Yeah. Look at yes. us. Yes. It was it coming was together. Really cool. Article open up conversation for more stuff to be learned. That's good. This is oh, good yeah. news. Fair. Happy holidays over here. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays. And I know I'm just big dumb player, but 
I'm okay to get in the weeds if you want. You know, like I'm. Uh, yeah, hop in the trunk. Yeah, I'm not. I'm okay. And as a punter, you can't talk much shit. But in this particular world, we've we've gotten to a place pretty quickly where we can't. You know, and uh, that's uh, that's a pretty good place to be. We don't want any drama with anybody though, or beef with anybody. We have respect for Kalen. We have respect for Jenna Lane. We have respect for Paul Kuharski. We have respect for the unknown person that told Josh Allen, "Your offense can't win a Super Bowl." Is that Lombardi? Belichick? Is that is that somebody that knows football, or is that just a media person who knows football mm-hmm. enough to tell Josh Allen that he doesn't, you can't win a Super Bowl with your offense in his face in that moment? We don't know. We have respect for their work. We appreciate what they do for the NFL, but also let's just move forward. Hey, let's move forward. Pause. Yeah. Okay. That was supposed to be that was supposed to be quite a smear of Aaron Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. and we knew that as we're reading it when it says. Christian Watson almost ruined this, you know? And then the photo of Aaron is him obviously in a bad spot. It's like, that is a guy that we know. He's never had, I don't think, somebody who's like come out and been like, hey, this dude, not as bad as you're making him out to be. I feel like we have been a part of that. And everybody's like, that's your meal ticket. Oh, just another guy propagandizing for Aaron Rodgers. It's like nobody ever propagandized for Aaron Rodgers. So that's why we kind of feel obligated to be like, no, Come like on. that ain't this, this ain't a real thing. If it is, I feel like we have, you know, we talked to Blue of Earth there for a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's we, right. We talked about some the ayahuasca. I mean, we talked heavy ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually offended him. Remember plant drug? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That thing. We we've covered basically yeah. everything. Bring you know? Blue home. But if it's not, if it's a nothing burger, we have to acknowledge that. Has to be addressed. Mad respect for everybody though. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, it added a term to, to our lexicon, which is nice. Exaggerated nothingness? That's good. <laughs> Dude, is that not Pretty the most good. Aaron Rodgers descriptor of all time? Like, yeah. the way he would, he would describe something? Oh, exaggerated nothingness. Has he ever said that before? Do you ever hear that in conversation? Or do you think I don't know if I've it? ever heard it. I think that's what I was just going to say. I wonder if it's something he thought of when he heard about the story or read it or in the moment. It's, it's very possible he just, in the moment, that's when he came up with it. It's, a, it's an eight-scroller, Aaron. Oh, so it's dramatic. They exaggerate. There's nothing. <laughs> exaggerate. That's what it is. AJ thinks us talking about the storm before it's here is exaggerated nothingness. No. No, I don't. Yesterday. Okay. I think, was that today he came in? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday came in. Oh, sounds like we're worrying about something we can't control and probably won't be as bad Let's as they're saying it's going to be. But yeah, no Christmas. Great to be prepared. It is great to be prepared. It's another thing to sit and talk about it for four days before and talk about like it's, it. If you want to get some weather. salt, get some shovels ready, maybe change your travel plans, that's great. But if I want to sit here and look at my phone and check the weather for four and a half days and worry about it before it gets here. That's when I struggle. Yeah, it's going to ruin your life because that thing could change at any given moment. It has already changed from Saturday to Friday to Thursday at 8 to Thursday at 5 today, it said. It's coming faster Mm. than we thought. It has gained speed over Illinois and Missouri is kind of what the weather folks are saying right now. This thing's supposed to be... We want want darker light or purple or light? What do we want? Well, just like most Dopplers... Okay, don't want the darkest color. Right. Of uh, purple, the dark is the, the color. Is the uh, temperature. temperature. This is temp, yeah. So negative five is the start of purple. And then the, the darker purple gets, I would assume, the lefter it goes on the temperature yeah. thermometer. So this is right now. Hey, Joe, I did a lot of research here. 
you know, last couple of days. You know, the snow totals aren't going to be as negative high six. As what time is storm, that? That's Friday. I heard. I heard they get can't a lot of clear snow. The, they clear. They can't clear the roads because of the temperature drop and salt doesn't work salt below doesn't work. fifteen yeah. degrees. Well, salt. Yeah, that's the tough thing. Yeah, yeah, like an inch, like two inches of ice underneath the snow. That's brutal. So they say you have to have the salt down. Before the ice, yeah. but mm-hmm. to cook from so the bottom. Salt right now. But yeah. the rain will wash away the salt, so they can't lay it down now because it's just a waste. So this is a three-piece. Yes. Exactly. So we, yeah. we've been calling this a two-piece from Mother Nature. This is a three-piece. We're bringing the rain to not only get it wet everywhere, also clear out all of the anti-icing <laughs> situations <laughs> they right. got. Yeah. Let's clear the palate out. Mm-hmm. Let's, stick, let's stick around, keep it moist, but let's clear the palate out. Wash it away. And then... Hit them with the hydrogen of ice and just like they're Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Maybe we all head to AJ's house, hunker down, spend the holidays with Which him. Which one? Mm. Come on. Come on down. You guys, what are you talking about? You would never think about driving here. You guys are already too scared to go No, home, you can drive so. east, okay? You have those tunnels. We could just take those. That's yeah, underneath point. your house. Don't How you have those tunnels? <laughs> no, but it's a huge would be. mistake I made. Submarines. We built this house, and I didn't build any tunnels or any secret things underground like I should have. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Uncle Wexy's house yeah. has a tunnel to every. <laughs> Uncle. Yeah. Yeah, with the bullet what? train underneath it. Yep. Continue. Please continue. Uncle Wexy. This is all documented. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say this is. Matter oh, of whoa, fact. Whoa, 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 whoa. I believe. There you go. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe this is matter of fact. I believe. I believe that. Uncle, I, I believe that, that we, <laughs> I believe that we know your uncle's waxy. Correct. I believe that we, I believe that we know your uncle's waxy. I believe that we know your uncle's waxy. And that you did that commercial for the waterproofing of your basement as a cover-up for the tunnels. I believe that your uncle is waxy. That's interesting, Tone. Yeah. Is that what happened? No, I wish that would have been. Yeah, that would have. I would have got a lot of value out of that. If I what do you buy for the? What, what do you buy for the family? Are you big uh, go to the store guy, or are you doing? Uh, did you try always to Amazon been online? It? Always experience. I mean, I've always been stuff online, and over the time. Uh, yeah, we have some experience stuff that we do, like usually one one experience thing. Um, yeah, we'll see. Kids ask for a couple things. We tell them how many things they get. We'll see. It's I a mean, talk Christmas show, bro. Is, We're trying yeah, to learn. What the you fuck? Know what I mean? you got your father. No, like we go to games. I think we're gonna, they might go. It might take whoa, my boys to a Bengals game later. Whoa, 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 I hope they're not watching. Yeah, I know. Hopefully they don't see this, honestly. Well, plus you don't know what everything they're getting because Santa's bringing stuff. Yeah, what about Santa? That's what I'm saying. Well, Santa's still got They get stuff from Santa. They get three things from Santa and then like three from us. How do you do the stocking? Do you do the stocking and Santa does the tree? Is that how is that how it goes? What do you mean? No, okay. there's a stocking. Does no, we have a separate pile. Did Santa we have a, tell you? A pile from Santa, a pile from us. Nice. Oh, okay. Shout to Santa. Does he know? Like he comes in, he's orderly, and just puts yeah. it in his little fucking square. Or? He already told yeah. you he's only getting three. They write down three things they want from what, Santa. Yeah. And hopefully little, he brings it. What about little Santa? Canada. Oh yes. Who? Do you honor the Canadian little Santa? Boxing days coming up. Boxing days coming up. Is that in Canada? Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with Little Santa, right? Boxing no, it's the 26th. Yeah. December 26th. Yeah. Boxing Day. 
No, it's in England and Australia too, so I don't think that's. I don't think we had cleared what Little Santa was before we're getting to a whole nother holiday. <laughs> that's December sixth. Little Santa's like a, I believe it's yeah, December sixth. They get a little present. Yeah, before. you leave a yeah. boot yeah. out in your you know living room, and then when you wake up on December sixth, there is a present in your boot, and I think it kicks one, off exactly kicks it off. Nice. It's like one present in the boot every week or something. Yeah, that's, Goopy? that's Little Santa. That's yeah. Canada, yeah. not just yeah. Gump. That's Canada. Little wow. Santa. Hey, Jay, do you do Elf on sounds- the Shelf? Oh yeah, we have that. How many? That seems like a fun one. One for four. four. We have four kids, yes. We have four now. Okay, who's the best at it? What do you mean? Oh, the elf hires, what? hides, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. And they're always like up to mischief and stuff. Yeah. And then what? The kids stuff. find the elves? They wake up and go find them, yeah. Who's the best finding the elf? At find, well, my, my nine-year-old gets up every morning before all of them and goes and searches out and finds them. Legend. All nice. of them? And reports as they wake up. Well, yeah, they're usually together. Yours is there. Oh, and then gives it away? Uh, no, he waits till they come down and, you know, leads them around. Hell yeah. Little guys. What were the elves What's his name? Morning? What's whose name? Who is it? Which one's the nine-year-old? My son, Hendrix. My nine-year-old, Hendrix, yeah. Hendrix seems to be, uh, this could be an He's FBI. older than me. Yeah, He's yeah, more maybe. mature than me. I exactly. tell him all the time. Like, he, he like, reprimands me. Yeah, Middle name he's, Jimmy? He's, like, really, uh, no, his middle name's Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. But he, uh, he's like Nighthawk. Hell yeah. Night Get him Hawk in the octagon. Yeah, Nighthawk. Get him in the octagon. Dude, Nighthawk uh, is going to be a fucking special agent, too, it sounds like. Yeah. Finding the elf before everybody yeah. else taking notes. Has his showing classmates found out his middle name yet? Because he's never going to be called by his first name ever again. Dude, Nighthawk is going to be president. It's yeah. awesome. Step Brothers was big when he came. When he was, nah, Step Brothers was big before he was born. But yeah. Is this at your house or is this just. See, me? we're not. This is thing. People get very carried away. That is not happening in our house. AJ, what about that time you came here and you told us that you, you uh, do butt plug on the rug? What is that? Exactly, Nick? Can you please tell me? Can you <laughs> well, you were telling us about it. So I just, that was a tall right out on the deck. Uh, butt plug on the rug. It was the second what, night. Called again? Yeah. Second, what's it called again? It was the second night out at uh, Tahoe. We were all very alarmed. Yeah. Like, it, like Whoa. Everybody. You said Aaron you, was playing you a guitar. <laughs> Aaron was actually playing a guitar. Oh, yeah. String broke. Jordo <laughs> yeah. had just gone out of the lake. He uh-huh. was shaking himself off with yeah. the sun. And then yeah. we were kind of shaking. Helicopter. Sitting. Yeah. He, I don't, like he might have been. I was, trying not to, I was trying to give him his own privacy, but he wanted to be around the group. I was okay. smoking dope, I uh-huh. believe. <laughs> Nick, I think, was uh, drinking a whiskey. What? Connor had great energy. He was still holding the bag out yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was like, boys, how we doing? You know, and then, hey, just kind of a wild question. I want to get ahead of this. Like, holiday talk. Do you guys do butt plug on a rug, or is that just our <laughs> house? And everybody, Jordo turned. Yeah, string mm-hmm. broke on the guitar. Boom, and then he stopped playing, and then Nick dropped his whiskey. Yeah. Why? It never, ever happens. And then you no. went on to explain, if you could do that for everybody right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, Nick, is this something you came up with in the moment, or is this something you've heard before? I've never heard this heard butt plug from you. From, you right. told us it's all. Yeah, Nick told me that. How, how would that work? Nick told me. Yeah, that I literally just, I literally yeah. just Nick, told. So Nick brought it up. It's like the old deal. Whoever smelt it, dealt it when they fart. When you tell kids. So Nick, what is it? You've been sticking butt plugs in your butt, and then you rub on, rub your little cakes in the rug. Okay, so that seems. So that is no judgment. Nick told me you said that you put that, you do put that in your butt, and then you drag your butt like a dog does across the rug. Oh yeah, that's a good play. <laughs> yeah, AJ. Good play. Every year, AJ says, "Me first, me first. He's the best hey. at it. That's not me, but I'm sure people that do that must love it. Oh, so Good you must have that. been asking if we had ever heard of that. Oh, because you mm, got it. it. Okay, I remember you brought it up. I didn't know what it was. If you, I mean, really- I'm known. I will definitely have 
random questions at times, but unfortunately that has not been one of them. But, Nick, I might put that in my arsenal next time. <laughs> put that in my arsenal. Just Google it. Land on a suck site, so stay away. Okay, nice. There's please a hide that on our Wi-Fi. Did you get off please the Wi-Fi? Please don't do that on oh, our Wi-Fi. No. Just you use your LTE, please. Mm. <laughs> There's a hide the pickle game in the Christmas tree, too. Oh, yeah. That's classic. Yeah. What the hell? Who's that? Everybody that has the capability to grab the pickle? Yeah, you put, yeah. You, put you hang the pickle ornament somewhere. Some yeah, Someone hides it, and whoever finds it first gets, like, 20 bucks or 100 bucks. Nice. That's not bad. Do they hide it then? Where do they hide it next? Do someone hide it again? No, usually it's just one round, unless you have a lot of people. Then you got to Oh, so do there's it. one pickle being tossed around for everybody to go out there and grab. Exactly. And yeah, only one lucky pickle grabber gets the pickle, and they win the $100? Bingo. Yep. Sometimes it's a present, you know, that everyone can have. You know, it's one for all, but it's very fun. Not just a Christmas thing, but, you know, LCR is a big Christmas thing. Around, you know, family gathering. Oh, that's yeah, center, right? Yeah, my family does that. Good game. Great yeah. game. Talking about ones, right? We're passing ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I enjoy that game. An idiot can play. Yeah. A yeah. drunk doofus can play. Yes, yeah. right. Those are yeah. the best games for those types of situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, just roll it. We'll do it for you. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Keep it around. <laughs> yeah, you're out. What? <laughs> Could come back, though. How? Yeah, you got a pony up. Need an L over Never here. Never out. Need an L you're over here. Never truly here. out. That's why it's fun, man. So then when you have no money and you're drunk, come on, L. Yeah, I'm back. Roll <laughs> R. There you oh, go. Dude. Just play back. Does Waxy always make you guys play with hundreds during that, or <laughs> no? Never, never been over there. I tell you, I, w- I do want to check out that complex. I would love to, <laughs> to get in the walls. No, it is a giant facility. That compound. All right, let's talk about some news. Gardner Minshew starting for uh, the Eagles. Uh, in win. Okay, this is something that you believe in. His energy is fantastic. We obviously all have seen him and his old man who had a leather jacket on out in the parking lot after his last start where he got a win, where it was like uh, we did it almost. Okay, We've been saying this all along. Had great success in Jacksonville. Wasn't supposed to have success in Jacksonville. Jacksonville was in the middle of a turnover, even though they were selling bandanas and jorts all around Jacksonville. He was the first attraction that the Jags had for a long time. Mm -hmm. We have to move on, get him out of there. Goes to Philadelphia, has some big-time plays. They bring in Jalen Hurts. He's a fucking guy. Now, Gardner Minshew allegedly has gone in to say, hey, can I compete for the starting spot or get traded? I don't remember which one it was. Either way, Sirianni said, no, we need you. And also, Jalen's our starter. But this is why they needed him. They got Gardner Minshew, who has played very good football, very meaningful football, and it's a big-time fucking division game when you could have never expected losing your guy. Jalen Hurts has been their guy. They've been riding him. He's been fantastic. He's in the MVP conversation. He's out. Biggest game of the year in the division against the Cowboys to basically lock up a good number one seed here in the NFC over the next couple weeks. Gardner Minshew steps in. You're saying he's going to win. I think the team loves him, I'd assume, from everything we've seen from outside looking in. He's a great guy to have as a backup quarterback for that Eagles team, AJ. I mean, it, this just shows you how valuable it is to have a good backup quarterback that yep. has started and won many, many games in the NFL. You could trust him. It's, it's tough because, like, you don't need him until you need him, and you might not need him for two years. But then here we go. The Eagles, like, this is a big-time moment. Like, you may need him to step in and win one or two games. And I think it's worth having a guy like Gardner back there. We assume. This is all we assume. Yeah, right. This yeah. is like the energy. And I think all the Johns, even the one that want head over ass crack – Jeez. Oh man! In, that was uh, real. The Packers fan. That was a Packers. So saw both true. angles. I've seen a couple different angles. Oh, that wasn't a. That was Green Bay yeah, in Chicago. Yep. Originally reported on the internet as an Eagles fan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Green Bay fan goes, "I don't want to show the video. I do not want to show the did video." Did the guy try? Did the guy before he pushed him down? Did he like pull his pants, pants down? Yeah. 
It's weird. I thought he was checking his Jeez. oil. I know. I know. I don't know. That's if, so gross. I thought he was potentially trying to like trip him up even yeah. more. Like I thought that was like a chess play. The video from the angle in which you see him try to pull the the big guy's pants down. There's a little bit of a, a head nod thing like this. I wonder what happened right before then. How, will, how did that whole thing start? And then all of a sudden, this Packers fan gets man. tossed down an entire section of, of the upper deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. That oh, 300 yeah. level is so steep, too. Like, it's literally climbing a ladder three, to get up there. I think three. Three flights. I think there, there was. It wasn't, it wasn't it was good. A, Far, far. Painful. Yeah. Somebody could have got really injured with that guy going the that way. That ledge is oh, yeah. very short, too. Like, I've been up there. It's, it's he could have got ledge. very injured. If, oh, yes. if he doesn't Break hit that, his neck. If he doesn't hit that middle bar, his momentum is sending him right through yeah. the – I mean, he's falling to his death. He, that guy weighed 600 pounds, maybe. Like, if his butt cheeks don't act as airbags, <laughs> then that guy is – like a runaway, you know, uh, like a runaway train. Yeah, snowball. Yeah. He's going right through the the guardrail. The juggernaut, really. And he's falling and prob- probably killing, yeah, killing yeah. 15 <laughs> to 20 people in the deck below. <laughs> yeah. no. I think it would have been, it would have been catastrophic. And that guy up top of pushing probably gets charged with Absolutely. He should get charged still. We yeah. don't know what happened before that. That was a fucking dangerous... That yeah. does not need to continue to happen at NFL games. No. There was games where, pe- remember, <laughs> fresh out of the um, COVID quarantine, mm-hmm. everybody was getting back into public, and they had forgotten, you know, it should have gotten real sweet in the living rooms whenever you're saying things on the internet, and the, the worst thing that can happen back is you either get blocked or somebody says something back to you. People, we thought, had maybe forgotten that, when you get back out in the public amongst people, like some people ain't about the shits. No. Mm-hmm. And that came very quickly in the sporting world. Oh, yeah. There was that uh, Diamondbacks. I think it was Padres. Ra- I think it was Padres. Rockies Padres. Padres. Yeah. Padres yes. Walks all the way, section over, comes all the way down, walks past people, right hand, two face, knockout city, yeah. fall, walk away. What? Yeah. What? And then that started happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. Basketball won. Boom. Boom. Another basketball mm-hmm. one. Boom. Then it just started happening. Football started happening. It was like, oh, no. Has it, is this happening more than it was happening before the quarantine? And is this like a new norm at the sporting? Kind of disappeared. Yeah. Kind of disappeared for a little bit. There's a snowball video resurfacing from 2009 in Philadelphia on the Internet that is maybe the most amount of snowballs I've ever seen thrown at one person mm-hmm. or two people. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Awesome. There's, I believe it's the Niners. Fans, yeah, it that's Crabtree. Yeah. Niners fans wow. in Philadelphia in the middle of a snowstorm, <laughs> and uh, easily targetable, obviously with the jerseys and security's like, come on. Oh. The entire half of the stadium, it's uh, nuts. Pelted forever. Just wait. Oh. We're we are nowhere near done. We are nowhere. Ne- they are going to throw. Oh my goodness. <laughs> The guy next to him is just taking friendly fire. Oh, yeah. Right in the back, look at that direct shot. And then oh, he's no, it's okay. another Oh. Yeah, what? Oh, he takes it off so they, so oh, they know. Oh, man, someone's going to – hopefully there's no ice in there. Yeah, that's from 2009. So things have been happening in stands <laughs> for a long time. Uh-huh. Anybody that's ever had to walk up one of those and, like, sit in one of those and, like, when you have to go piss, you have to get up and go back down, you think to yourself, oh, shit, if I fall here, oh, yeah. terrifying. Dead. there's a Dead. chance we go. In the upper decks of these stadiums that are being built, we can't just be having standard operating no. procedure being pulling somebody's pants down so no. they can't have their balance. Right. 
and then hawking them, <laughs> no. hawking them down. There. No, can't do it. Can't, can't, can't make that trash out. That can't become a thing. Should be a weight limit up there because of that, just in case. Oh, don't Jesus. put on him. Come on, sorry, come on. It's not his fault. Come on. That's gonna happen 50, to anybody. Well, see, we're saying it's Get not his fault, in. but we don't know. If, did he instigate the fight? We don't know. Well, exactly. We don't know. That's what I mean. Pull his pants out right now. Throw him off the stage. Yeah, but I wouldn't kill 18 people when I landed. That's yeah, but, the difference. Well, once again, we don't know why it started or how it started. Exactly. We just know that it has started and we need to stop it. I'm assuming yeah. that guy ate like two chili dogs or something before Thank he went you. up there, farted, probably sitting right next to this guy. Yeah. This guy probably pu- puked in his mouth yeah. or something and was like, all right, I got to eject this guy <laughs> out of here. And that's on that <laughs> guy. Can't be doing, eating, it, saw him eat two foot long chili dogs. <laughs> Let's go. Bear Don. First quarter. All right, show the video. All game. Let's show the video. <laughs> you have to show it. I have to show it at this point because there's people that haven't seen the video or hearing us talk. And are asking us why we're doing this. Top angle first. This one is definitely yeah. the one. This is the Chicago Bears fan, obviously, here Fair with the C. And then you have a Packers fan who is in the stairwell, has a Chicago Bears scarf on, which we will see. And, and there's a give and take. Oh, they're touching oh, the roof, oh, oh, oh. too. This is fourth from the third row from what? the back. Then That's attempted murder. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And then he takes his yeah. pants right here. Right here. here. Boom. Pants that. down. What? And then throw. Boom. Also known as the, the Packers oh. family section. Oh. That was the Packers family section up there? It's close to it. Look how high they are. Dude, and Jeez. look at the resiliency on this guy. Just getting up and yeah. walking back up the steps after that happened. He could have had a broken neck, anything else. And uh, I don't know I how this I ends. Kid. I don't think I've seen the extended version here. But what a situation that we cannot have become a regular no, at no. NFL stadiums. Wow. Incredible. That guy's so tough, though, by the way. Like, that really could have been a lot worse. Dude. <laughs> Truthfully. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I'm surprised you wasn't bleeding. Do we have the bottom angle yeah, as well? Yeah, got to see the bottom yeah. angle. Look at this. This is the... Imagine if this doesn't... Oh. This is the... Boom. Oh. Creme de la creme. Oh. Yeah. I thought when I saw this... this <laughs> cheeks were out. The guy... Happy oh, boy. He appears to be okay. Was he really pulling his pants down? He couldn't do... Looked like he, it. He wasn't pulling him up. You think he was pulling him up? Yeah. yeah well, help me out, bro. No, he pulled him down. You think he was pulling him up to throw Why him? is your first... Your first, your go-to, hey, I'm going to... Uh, this guy... Guy's a bully. an altercation. I'm not going to punch you. I'm going to try to pull your pants down and throw you down this steep <laughs> incline. I do so believe what he was shooting. What he was trying to do was... I think what he was trying to do was he wanted one of his friends, a schoolboy, like, hey, yeah. get oh. into oh, one of those. that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't have anybody that can do that. What's the next best option? Oh, I'll use his own pants against him. Yep. I think, Got it. So I think it was a planned schoolboy where he had to audible midway because yeah. his friend started filming instead of actually yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. doing it. Yeah. So he's like, I got to get him down somehow. Let's do like potato sack race almost. Right, sure. Let's get these down here yeah. so they got to be hopping Quite around. Quite calculated. I knew that guy was filming down okay. there. He's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Everyone's going to see this fucking guy's butt cheeks and I'm going to yeah. embarrass his ass. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that kid was trying to see, like, is this kid's ass crack three feet long? It's I assume there's going to be, that's a big, guy does, Come he's on. a big dude. He's yeah, a big guy. Big, absolutely. I assume there's going to be some sort of legal thing that's going to happen Should with be. this. That was very dangerous. We, we're yeah. happy to see Buddy uh, is apparently okay and Let's all make out a habit, okay? No. Let's all no. agree. Yeah. Do that in the first level. Let's enjoy the game, you know? Let's all agree that we're not we're not doing that. No. Amen. Okay, we're all in this thing together. Just like the media, the players, the coaches. I'm here. And things can get a little bit, you know. Put your hand down. Dude. Restless and you can get irritable and make a fist, make a fist. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, holidays, oh. Sweet fist. We're all in this thing together. Let's remember that. And you ain't getting out alive. Ha <laughs> ha.
Team on three, one, two, three. Team. Team. All right, let's cover some stuff. Um, Tannehill likely out for the rest of the season per Sheesh. Paul Kuharski of paulkuharski.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul Kuharski was the one who asked Mike Vrabel the question. Paul Kuharski's been covering the Titans a very long time. Sources have told me that Paul Kuharski said, uh, in reference to the Vrabel interaction, somebody's going to ask tough questions. Sorry about it. Something's good. That's what sources have told me. Mm-hmm. He, he and Vrabes, I assume, know each other very well and get along. This is the way the season goes. Let's remember we're all in this thing together. Tannehill very likely to be out for the rest of the season after re-injuring his right ankle. That means Malik Willis will be quarterback. And we get glimpses of the future for the Tennessee Titans over the past couple weeks and also earlier in the year. It's a fascinating scene because he came out of nowhere, out of Liberty. We weren't supposed to have any quarterbacks that were worth a fuck this last draft class. Then as the draft you know, season came upon us, boy, Quarterbacks were getting real good real quick. Desmond Ritter, he looks like a 35-year-old. He could be get, become an NFL guy. People are like, Kenny Pickett, is he Hell good? Yeah. Is he not good? He could be good. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Malik Willis. This guy might slide up into the top five. Yeah, People, yeah. We had never heard of him, had no idea. There was no chatter about him during the season, during his last year at Liberty. Uh, but there, all of a sudden, during draft season, after the combine, he gave his jacket to a homeless person. He was running uh, around, showcasing a great arm, had incredible moxie and swagger at his pro day. And all of a sudden, the conversation was like this dude's gonna go top five this guy might be the first quarterback off the board there was so much hype around him he slides like the third round fourth round Malik gets drafted to the Titans and the future could be bright with him at quarterback I don't think he's played great football as of late I'm not sure he has it figured out but he's young and now he'll get some meaningful snaps for a team that is in a meaningful race right now in the AFC South that could turn over the last three weeks AJ man think if Malik steps in and just plays very, very well. No, I know he – let's see how he's developed as a passer. That's been a thing. Like, he's a freak athlete and makes some crazy plays. But, like, consistently throwing the ball, is he hasn't really proven that in the NFL yet. What if he steps in, wins some games, looks great? Like, think of the hope in Tennessee. Like, this team is – this is a really good football team around him. So, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we have here. But, man, also, Braves, like, and the rest of the team, it's – they need Tannehill, too. Like, if Malik doesn't step up and play well, like you need Tannehill, no question. Could be a fresh energy as well, which is always good for everything, you know, and I'm not saying – Who's that- Malik's backup? Do we know? It was – Dobbs. Oh. They just signed Oh, yeah, him. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Okay. It Hell, is- yeah, he's going to have, like, a 15-year career when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. if he doesn't go to space first. Um, True. He's yeah. And Malik Wills' two starts. Guy's an astronaut. Legend. Yeah. And his Malik Wills' two starts. He was 6 of 10 for 55 yards. Pretty good. And 5 of 16 for 80 yards. Training wheels have been on mightily when it comes to the past. No, just... But we'll continue to do that. Yeah. And that's what you got to do with a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just natural. But we're seeing him so late. His rookie campaign is going to be beginning and getting meaningful minutes right now. So late in the season that we got to remember, like, we'll be interested to see 10 passing attempts, probably Vrabel's vision of the game. Hey, if we got to, this is what we'll do. This is how we'll beat them. Excited to see what they become, especially with Derrick Henry still being Derrick Henry, you know? And they're yeah. in it. They get in the playoffs, they have a style of football that can go. They have a style of football that can travel, and it will have to after the way this season has gone for AFC South as a whole after being the number one seed last year going into the playoffs. Their GM gets fired middle of the season. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how one person can bring a little juice or bring energy. Will that be the case? Jags uh, 6-8, and I believe what the Titans are 7-7. and Uh, Jags are now... uh, Minus 145 to win the AFC South. Oh, wow. no. Oh, no 
have faith in Malik. With Malik, too, you wonder if they'll use him more so how they started to use Justin Fields and, like, really utilize the running so. game. And then also Tannehill, they got a potential out coming up soon, too. They, it, like, will he be back next year if they're, you know, I mean, it's 18.8, I think, in dead cap to cut him. What's the cap going to be, 220, 219, whatever? Well, we don't know what it's going to be after this YouTube, YouTube. How much to keep him? How much to keep Tannehill? 20-something? And you know, Titans fans say, well, fucking Todd Dana, Downey ain't going to be able to figure out how to use Malik Willis. Maybe he is. What if he is? Yeah. Well, I mean, they need to figure out how to get another A.J. Brown back because yeah. their team legitimately yeah. fell apart after he left. Yeah, I'll be, the, the Titans story is an interesting one. Titans story is an yeah. interesting one. We're pulling for you, though. Hey, hey we're pulling for you down here. How you know? 36 million against the cap if they keep him. Jesus. 18.8 if they don't. So it's mm -hmm. like basically you get – Double. Rid of 50% of it. Is. 36 yeah. million is a lot of million. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to Tannehill with that check coming at some point. 18 at least at the at the lowest. Remember after last year, after they lose to the Bengals, he took it real hard. Yep. Yeah, he did. Like disappeared for he a did. little bit. Came back. Team was rolling again. They hit some uh, bumpy roads. Going to make the playoffs, though. Going to win the AFC South. Who knows what happens in the playoffs. Now a season ends with an injury in the future. Gets an opportunity to shine in very, very important well, football games. Well, we already know what happened to the GM who cried and took it real hard. Vrabel got rid of his ass. So now Tannehill. Vrabel said he was told about the firing. He didn't say do the firing. Right. Two different things. He didn't order the hit. He's told but, by the voice in his head. Yeah. True. He said that. He was made aware. How about him? Listening to that question the other day. <laughs> you dumb ball? Oh, I can speak. Okay. Keep it short after that terrible question. Incredibly terrible question. Mm -hmm. Long and terrible. Body bag. But then he gave him a pretty thoughtful and long, long answer. answer. Long answer. Yeah. 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 That's Kowarski. That's a good question by Kowarski. Yeah. <laughs> It's paulkowarski.com. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's go to um, – yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> there, I mean, okay. I think news this week has been brutal. Dude, we have to address Ronnie Hillman passing away. Mm -hmm. Very Man. young age after a battle with liver cancer, yep. I believe. Uh -huh. It was announced he was in hospice a few days ago, and we – we all just assumed it wasn't the Ronnie Hillman that we were thinking of because he seemingly was way too young to be in hospice, just won a Super Bowl yeah. whenever the uh, Peyton and them won the Super Bowl with the Broncos. He was in hospice, and he has officially yeah. passed away. Rest in peace. Congratulations on an incredible uh, football run. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Hillman for accomplishing goals, for working hard, for making an impact on a lot of people. You done good. You didn't live nearly long enough, and that's a damn shame, and it's a great reminder to everybody that this could all end at any moment. So let's think about that during the holiday season, I think, is a good thing to remind myself and hopefully everybody else. But rest in peace. That's two, you know, football folks this week that pass away and do not enjoy that at all, A.J. Hawk. He was only, what, was he only 31 years old? Yep. Yeah. That's nuts. How, how long has he been out of the league? I don't know. We didn't do not that long. Yeah, no, a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, thirty-one. Are you kidding me? Like, that's just that's awful. Pers perspective, though. Let's remember that. Yep. You know, can happen yep. at any time in this insane world that we're living in. Most specifically, right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The time that we are mm -hmm. in, <laughs> madness. Right now, I think we should all remember. Who knows what tomorrow brings? We know we have today, though, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. We have this opportunity to try to enjoy what we're doing. Even if it's shit, we can enjoy 
the story that we're going to tell about it later. We can frame things in our mind to be in a fashion that's enjoyable as opposed to miserable. You might pass away literally driving home today as this storm hits with ice. You might fall asleep and not wake up at a very young age for no reason at all that is happening to people. You can be seemingly healthy one moment and the next moment gone. Let's enjoy this time we have. Hell yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays. Perspective. It is. Perspective gets put into place very quickly whenever these types of things happen to somebody very young or friends. I, yeah. as we all have, I assume, in this generation, have experienced a lot of friends that have passed away, and it kind of is reality smacking you in the mouth, and then perspective hits you in the face afterwards, and then obviously all the memories and emotions flood with the person that passed away from whatever, you know, and in our particular generation, pharma really... You know, a lot of people got hooked and a lot of people then spun out of control into different things. And then all one thing would have to be is lace or something and boom, dead. Just a nine month spiral, gone. Successful, see ya. And it's like perspective gets put. And then inevitably we all kind of just keep going and then we forget about it. And then something else happens. It's like, man, and then you think about your other friend and then life happens and then something happens and you forget about it. And then something happens again. It's, it's like, let's just remember, you know, let's just do that. Let's just remember now that yeah. anything can happen and we need to enjoy this and let's make it a fucking better place, hopefully, on our way out, AJ. Yeah, we don't have to, somebody doesn't have to die every day that we know to give us that perspective. You're right. We can make that decision daily. Hey, pretty damn lucky. Like, I, we were born in, you're born in America, you live here, you're doing whatever, whatever you're doing, yeah. Try to enjoy it, even though mm -hmm. some things do suck and you don't want to do them. But like you said, I've adopted that as, a little bit, especially hanging out with you, like, hey, this situation's terrible. I don't want to go. I don't really want to be here, but I end up having fun while I'm there. That's what, that's like, I thank you for that. You've definitely changed my perspective on stuff like that. Come on. Well, that's because I've had to be a part of a lot of terrible things. So <laughs> I had, uh, you know, I had to start framing it. Uh -huh. I had to start being like, Is it, it I, helps. It's, it helps. Oh, yeah. Can I please get something out of this? Yeah. The story, but people aren't going to believe that this is the shithole. I mean, let me look around at everything that's here. All right. That's sitting there. That's sitting there. Hey, how long you guys been in this? Mm -hmm. All right, perfect. Then I try to learn as much as possible. <laughs> then as soon as I leave, Nick, listen to this. What's going on? I was just in a fucking boat. Had a toaster over here. Listen, a toaster <laughs> over here. Boom. It's just like, that is just literally how I decided to deal with it. I appreciate you adapting it to your own because we've learned a lot of stuff about how to adjust to life through A.J. Hawk as uh, well. Right. You've all, everybody has an impression and an influence on everybody. Let's remember that with how we act. Let's enjoy the hell out of the holiday season. We have no idea if we're going to be live tomorrow, honestly. We, oh, yeah. I, would, I would say we will be. That is the plan. But if Mother Nature is actually going, let it rain. Where's the salt? Clear it out. Okay, mm -hmm. and then leave them boys, and then looking like Jack Frost with freeze, and the entire northern part of America becomes an ice skating rink, mm -hmm. which is what I think we're being told is potentially going to happen with the flash freeze that's coming after the rain. I'm not going to tell the boys, you know, to get out there and endanger themselves for us to do a program. So there's chance we have show tomorrow. We're all planning on having show tomorrow, but if what's coming is coming. We won't. So with that being said, I like to take this time publicly. Boys, have a fucking incredible Christmas, okay? Enjoy your families. You've earned 
the great meal and hopefully the happy times that you're gonna have at your Christmas gathering, whether it's large or small, small because nobody's allowed to travel. AJ, fucking incredible year this year, pal. Incredible year, I hope you have a great Christmas. To all the boys, thank you for everything this year. Thank you, Pat. To the people that are watching, though, thank you guys. To everybody that's watching, have an incredible Christmas, have an incredible holiday. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day for a living. And whenever you decide to move on, we completely understand. We're gonna ride this thing as long as we possibly can. Continue to try to have as much fun as possible cover the sport that we love of the nfl football and college football mm -hmm. it's been fun adding college football mm -hmm. this year yeah, yeah it has been fun following it we've talked more about college football this year than we ever have oh, never yeah. paid attention to it till now we didn't never it like watched it didn't talk about it on the show they're strictly nfl show why would anybody want to hear from us about college football whenever there's other people in there now getting a chance to experience the college football world learn more about it I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I've enjoyed our conversations on here about it. How about Ohio State getting back in a college oh, yeah, about it. It's proved they're not soft. This is for the entire state, right, Ohio? Uh-huh. Big game. Big game on New Year's Eve. Big game down in Peach Bowl in, in Georgia versus Georgia. Uh-oh. That's going to be a tough barn. A lot of barking. A lot of hands on knees, khakis. A lot of people in khakis. Hands on knees. Billionaires, billionaires in a sweater vest with a G on it and a button up underneath. Yep. Both tucked in two khakis. Those penny loafer things. Yep. Tassels. Hands on knees. For four quarters. Big nut better bring the juice. <laughs> Big nut is going to have to bring Ooh. some friends. Couple yeah. nuts. Might find a Roman or two. Hell Get yeah. the tea up. Bring some nuts down with you. What? I, I, it, that's going to be a tough barn, but they're back in there. But college football has been awesome. A uh, big thank you to everybody. Have an incredibly Merry Christmas. We'll have a show tomorrow, unless we won't have a show tomorrow. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if we do, I'm sure it'll stink like every other one. <laughs> you all are the best people on earth. Have a good one. AJ, appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, man, and rest of the boys as well. That's hammer done is in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer done. Tone, I hope you talk about this super boost that we have this evening on FanDuel because mm -hmm. we're trying to go back to the back. It's going to be ugly. Super boost. Wind, 20 miles an hour. Rain, a constant. A storm is on the move across America, and it will be felt in New Jersey as the Jaguars travel, winning three out of the last four Woo. to take on the Jets team, who have lost three out of the last three. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. ETN scores his first touchdown in a while because it's going to be a ground and pound game with that wind and that weather system. And we don't believe over 39 and a half points are going to be scored, once again, because of the wind and that weather system. We have abided by these rules of gambling for a long time. If we get our eyes on the Doppler and a storm appears to be on the way, we need to take advantage of it. We need to try to beat Fandle. If the meteorologists are wrong, we are fucked. Yep. This time, it appears as if every meteorologist is saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't love betting on unders. Hate it. Hate it. But it feels like tonight... 2022 NFL season, how it's been played, it's how these teams play, Prime time and games. the weather. Tonight's the night. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, Under 39.5, ETN gets a touchdown. It's plus 500. This would be back-to-back -back plus 500 Super Boost hitting one week apart. Let's fucking get on a run, boys. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't normally bet the Unders, there's a couple of things we don't want tonight, okay? Defensive touchdowns, and we need – we do not need a punt to get blocked, okay? No. Need field goals. Yep. Need long drives, long drives, red zone turnovers, turnovers at the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs>
All right, that's what I'm, I guess, terrible yeah. football. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Bingo. Love Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Love him. Love the, the growth and the development. Trevor, I hope tonight you have nice, long, yeah. time-consuming, <laughs> mm-hmm. matriculating down the football field drives. 15 right. plays. One of them where ETN gets in. And let's just kick a field goal. That's right. And then Zach on the other side, all those scooters and the boys, long, boring, first and ten, second and five, third and two, first and ten. Second and five, right. third and two, right. first and ten. Right. That's that's what we need. Yeah. Play like Zach Wilson in the red zone. Yeah. Throw your picks. Throw all of them. Throw Hell all yeah. of them. But only down in their end. Yeah, take yeah. your time getting to that. And then make the tackle. And then we need ETN at some point just to somehow end up with a ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it's a fumble. Yeah. If it's a catch, pitch. Run, sure. fumble, annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, playing slot corner, pick six maybe. Anything. Need him to get in, get in his own. Yes. That's right. Touch the paint, ETN. We need you, pal. All right. It's going to hit. It's hitting. Hell yeah. God damn right. The baby H. I didn't like, you know, I was going to. Plus 500 too. No, this is definitely, it's hitting. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Hell yeah. We feel the same way. I was going to go after the Thursday one, boots on the ground. I was going to go Sunday. I was going to go Monday. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Thursday. Right. I didn't, I didn't like anything. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that's being responsible. Respect that. Good that's, games, too. It's not forceful. That's good gambling, you know? Like, Trust we, your instincts. We finally won one. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple games like I looked at, and I was like, I like, but I don't love. You know what I mean? And in hindsight, it was a very wacky Sunday. So It, it was, was a wacky mm-hmm. It was Sunday. a wacky Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, now we're back. Let's get, a, let's get into a rhythm. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Let's get hot. You know what I mean? Let's get hot. Get hot in the cold. Because you know what's mattering right now? Football. Football. Yeah, that's right. So for us, the time yeah. is now. Goddamn right. Fandle, your time is up. Our time is now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whose music is that? Cena. Mr. Cena. So you guys have a peacemaker. So you guys have an incredible Christmas. Let's win tonight. Hell we'll yeah. see you tomorrow. Until further notice, Hammer, Don, Zen15, goodbye. Thank you all so, so much. See you.